Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast, RPG Sites podcast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host today. And so uh, it's been a little while since we last did one of these podcasts. Uh, we weren't able to do one last week. I think it's because a lot of us had a lot of things going on. So now we decided to get all the stuff that we cared to talk about today rounded up um, from the past few weeks. And hopefully there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, but I think there's been some very interesting news that broke just in the past few days. So let's get right into it. Uh, let me first welcome my special guests for this podcast. First up, as always, Josh Torres. Thanks for joining. Yeah, it's been a while. It's uh, it's crazy few um, months from the last in this past year. Crazy? What do we? What do you measure here? Yeah, past few I'm months? Not... No, <laughs> we've been talking say, about it pretty it, consistently it, up it, until it, recently. It, it, I don't... I mean, it's been a crazy like few months leading up till like the end of this year. I meant to say, oh, I, was, I was getting a drink. It's been nuts. Uh, so yeah, let's we'll talk about that. But I also want, to, of course, welcome Kyle Campbell. Thank you very much for joining, Kyle. Thanks for having me again. It'll be it'll be fun as always. Absolutely. Um, Adam Italy uh, could not join us for this podcast. He's got. Um, family in town so he's busy he's at a balloon fair he's at a balloon fair he seems he to keeps do that posting pictures <laughs> he's the only one that he has better things to do than sit in some uh, small room talking about video games and so uh it's pretty bad outside well, here the balloons in is pretty intense, josh knows how bad it is outside in california so we're oh my not going god outside. yeah <laughs> it's been miserable Just kill me now yeah i've i've had to deal with a long commute uh in traffic and so being stuck for an hour uh uh, and stop and go traffic consistently has been very annoying, but in 100 degree weather. And yet it's October, so what the hell? I'm from Iowa, so this is well, totally new uh, to me. Well, well, welcome. This is how it is in fall in California the past three years. Our uh, our Halloweens are in 90 degrees weather, and our Christmases, we're lucky if we get like 80. Oh my god. So this enjoy. Is why, this is why there's been six years of drought, right? That's. Shit probably probably is contributing to it a lot. Put up with some real shit right there. So, uh, okay, I can't wear my. I bought my winter coat for absolutely no reason. Apparently, all right. Yes. So let's as always before we get into right right into the news, we like to talk about the games that we've been playing since the past podcast. And so, Josh, you're first up. And so, man, you've consistently decided to bring, and I've been using consistently a lot uh, just in the past five minutes uh, that word. But you like to bring. You like to talk about games that have nothing to do with RPGs at all, so I play all kinds of games. So. Yeah, so first <laughs> I, I, off, I'm just all over the place. Man, I, try- I I mm-hmm. I don't know if I really want to talk about the first game you want to discuss because I got screwed over. Um, yeah, crazy deal. But you've been playing some Forza Horizon Three, and all I see is a bunch of anime girl decals on your car. So let's talk about that. <laughs> so I'm such a nerd. Forza Horizon Three is the first Xbox Anywhere title that I'm. Uh, uh, messing around with uh, Xbox Anywhere, of course, was a program they announced at E3 uh, that lets you play Xbox One exclusives to your PC. Uh, the main caveat of it is you have to use the Windows 10 Store mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I was prior to release, I was reading up like horror stories about you know Forza Horizon 3, whether it came to the PC performance or having to download it on the Windows 10 Store. There was this like issue of like downloading it in which people like for some reason there's like no pause and resume a feature on the windows 10 store when it was like launching i think there is now i believe when i saw when i was downloading it but like you have to like download like 60 gigs and like one go and pray it didn't like screw up and it sucks too because there's still no support to uh download it to like a hard drive that you want it's always on the main hard drive and for people with ssds 
it kind of fucking sucks because SSDs, like uh, a reasonably priced one, is not that great on space. Like probably the best, like like around 500 gigs. You're thinking like maybe 120, 30 bucks, maybe even more on that. So just it takes a big chunk of time. So I downloaded it like at release, and thank God, like it worked like kind of pretty much flawlessly at one go in terms of download and whatnot. So I I booted it up on my PC. I I was getting kind of um, scared of like the PC performance issues at launch. So I kind of I played like the first few hours on that at 30 FPS, limiting the frame rate on that, and that looked great. Like they they convey a nice sense of speed in that game just at 30 frames. I usually traditionally play uh, driving games at 60, but um, so I, I was I was kind of okay with 30. But I was like I just wanna I just wanna see how this runs on my machine if I. Uh, raise that cap and you said you like recently built a computer too right yeah yeah there's on my uh, new computer i have like a 6700k processor um and uh running it on a 970 so 970 I, you don't have a 1060 I, or 1070 or i know i'm just lagging behind uh, uh, really oh, <laughs> just why yeah, am i even Kyle can games? brag about the fact he's got his 1080 now <laughs> It's not like Andrew has dual 1080s, though. You don't need dual 1080s. You just need one. I don't know, but you, Andrew just... Yeah, Andrew's always fucking crazy. And, no, that. Andrew buys two so he can, like, display one of them and then use one the other one. That's how he... Andrew, if the people listening don't know, he's one of our uh, staffers on site that does a lot of, like, help with the web design and back-end stuff. Uh, he likes to buy multiple special editions of video games consist, uh, like all the time. Like, if he has a chance... Like, he, he bought... When I when we were together at PlayStation Experience mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, he ended up picking up uh, that PlayStation Four 20th anniversary um, because we were oh, early yeah. enough in line where we got the option to pick up a pre-order at that event itself. But he also already pre-ordered it through Canada's website because he's he's from Canada, uh, so he had two of them, and so he's got one that he kept and one he put out and and just used. And so that's. It's kind of how he acts. I'm sure. I think he's got both um, Persona Five special editions as well. I yeah. don't doubt it. I know. I know he got his 20th anniversary one in. Yeah, um, he's he's a crazy dude. So I'm sure he's got like yeah two dual 1080s as well. He, I yeah. I think as soon as they announced it, I think he bragged about it on our chat, our <laughs> private chat about it too. Andrew. Yeah, he's the only time he's around is when he's bragging about a new purchase. But yeah, uh, um, so it's I been I, a good I turned up so. the frame rate and yeah. then it, it's actually thank God it's like running pretty consistently at 60. The only time it really goes like around 50, 45 to 50 if it's like. Uh, super crowded in a, in a race that a lot of uh, cars and there's some weird environmental effects happening like if we're, whether we're on the water um, and sometimes it kind of chugs in like the, the big event races when you're uh, uh, racing against like a completely different vehicle like I know it chugged like around 45 when I was at this event race and I was racing chugged against a train it chugged no chugged I mean you can, you, can, you, you, can, you can definitely see the slowdown uh, on that but other than that it's been it's been perfectly playable and it's it's been great. This is I don't I haven't really owned a Forza Horizon game. I played it at a friend, the first one at the friend's house. I didn't really get to play much of the second one, but uh, it's it been nice. it, it seems to be a, a vast improvement over the second one. It's now in Australia. There's a lot of you know off road uh, outback type of racing, very expansive. It's the most like fun I've had with a racing game uh, since Burnout Paradise, and I hold Burnout Paradise very close to my heart. I love that game to death. So good. Yeah. Um, uh, when you were mentioning the anime decals, 
like uh, a few minutes ago. The Forza, you know, always has that store, like in-game store, in which you can uh, either, you know, design and paint your own car the way you want it, or you can actually use like the the in-game designer, in which you can uh, manipulate shapes, lines, curves, and whatnot to basically make anything you want. So what people do to design like those crazy, you know, like whether it's like game or specifically theme ones, uh, it's not exactly how like just from scratch. I'm sure some of them do it from scratch. It's off the head, but they like kind of get this program that they overlay an image onto like uh, an application or window on your screen, and then they like trace over it, and that's how, that's how they get it so perfectly accurate. And it's like fucking crazy. Like my, I was talking with my, one of my buddies about this because he he used to do it uh, back in the in some of the Forza games, and just he's just explaining this to me. I'm like, you're fucking crazy, but that's amazing, you know. <laughs> uh, so that that's been a lot of fun. I've the way that the game progresses is like you're it's like a festival type deal. You gain events by op- like expanding like festival hubs. So like say you level this hub up to like level two, you can even do more races, more challenges, and whatnot. It's it, it's I like it because it's friendly to me as like I'm a big arcade racing guy, not so much about simulation, but it, it caters to both because you have the option of like getting really tuning up like your experience, whether uh, you know just op- uh, upgrading your engine, tires, and whatnot, and even tuning like performances like in the numbers. That's like completely foreign to me. I'm not a big like driving simulator ca- kind of guy, but I'm glad that like it. It's expansive enough and welcoming enough that it, it can incorporate both styles, and it's been it's been it's been great. I I really loved uh, this uh, new Forza a lot. I would love to play it. Uh, I think the last big racing game I got super into was like maybe Need for Speed Hot Pursuit or something like that, mm-hmm. or Most Wanted. I forget which one it was, but uh, those games are always super fun. Just to customize your car and put them out i want to i want to play that recent need for speed game as well but which one was the most recent one the was it just need for speed yeah just straight up Mm -hmm. okay that was that's right the one where you forgot there was a subtitle yeah nope no no subtitle um that was the one that they touted like those five like core key pillar features right yeah and also like those live action sequences that's kind of oh yeah that's 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 right yeah i had i had a lot of fun with the demo of that game when i was playing it at e3 but um you know there's there was like mixed feelings about that version of the game but from people that i trust uh that played those games they seem to really enjoy it uh but i've heard yeah non total amazing great things about forza horizon 3 so yeah i would love just, to try it sometime it, it's crazy what they do like uh, i've been hearing impressions from some of my friends who are actually playing it on the xbox one with uh hdr enabled and they oh, just say super different yeah they, they just it, they say it 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 definitely does look incredible like especially the skybox it, it just the when sunsets occur in that game with hdr on it just it looks crazy i just i'm just like can i can i come over <laughs> i really gotta see this that's why you got to invest in an HDR TV, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when the price is right, I guess. I found them for like 500 bucks, man. So I think uh, it can definitely be doable. But uh, yeah, so Forza Horizon 3, out now for the Xbox One and Windows. Uh, you've also been covering Exist Archive, the upcoming game uh, from the people that brought us Valkyrie Profile. But you can't obviously provide your your. Uh, impressions because it's still under embargo, but I uh, want to share a little bit about uh, sort of your experience with it so far. Yeah, so Exist Archive uh, is definitely uh, Valkyrie Pro has the spirit of Valkyrie Profile. All of its systems are definitely reminiscent of Valkyrie Profile. Uh, it has that you know combat of 
using the face buttons to attack with a person. So each of your four party members are assigned a, a face button. The the neat thing about this is uh, is that the combat is a bit more expansive compared to Valkyrie Profile. It's it's weird talking about this again because this is the second Valkyrie Profile ish game that I played this year. If you remember a few months back, I was playing with that Valkyrie Profile mobile game called Valkyrie Anatomia, I think. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's weird kind of see go, going back into this uh, Valkyrie Profile mood again because uh, I haven't had that mood in quite a while, and. It's interesting because this is combat is a lot more fluid in this. It, uh, characters can uh, choose to attack again, exchange their combo again. Unlike in Valkyrie Profile, where like you, you complete their combo, but they and then they're unusable. This one is they're tied to an uh, action gauge down at the bottom. Uh, so as long as you have uh, AP, uh, they're free to act and whatnot. The only limitation is uh, mages are still tied to one action. It's been it's been so far pretty like if you like Pro Valkyrie Profile you will definitely find a lot of things to love about this game. It still has that 2D platforming as well. Uh, in Valkyrie Profile, like Valkyrie Profile, uh, you go around, you defeat monsters. So when you defeat monsters, you can still use kind of like their their or like re residue, I guess, or like their flowing spirit, whatever. Residue. Okay. Their residue. Uh, but. Uh, so and you can use them as like platforms to go uh, go around as you progress through the game. You'll gain more uh, abilities to, you know, be able to traverse even further out and whatnot. It's a, it's a tri ace game. It has your Sakuraba soundtrack. It has your bonus gauges. It has anything you expect from a tri ace game. It's pretty much in here. Um, I'll, I'll talk more about my impressions of it uh, next time around. But it's been. It's been a real interesting experience because I think that it really definitely nails that. Uh, just we, we haven't had like a Valkyrie profile game in a long time. Just the style of it, like no, nothing has really emulated or really got after what Valkyrie profile has established aside from its like direct sequels and tie-ins, you know. And I, I I wish there was more of that. So I'm glad that exists. Archive uh, definitely fills that niche to to a great extent. And whatnot, but that's uh, I, I'm about maybe 40 hours into it now. I'll have my <laughs> review up, uh, you know, sometime soon. And yeah, it's uh, look forward to it. Awesome, great. Uh, yeah, good. that's one of those games that we haven't heard a whole lot about. Uh, came out quite a while back for Japan, and I think there were a lot of excitement around it, but there hasn't really been much to talk about since then. So I'm very curious about what exactly that kind of game is and how good it is. So mm -hmm. looking forward to a review. Uh, Kyle, now, uh, you seem to be <laughs> always going back, just like Adam does, uh, to older titles that maybe you just didn't have the time to play before in your backlog. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about one of my also favorite games, Parasite Eve. So, uh, like many people in October, they would like to play something spoopy, as they would say. Oh, don't um, you fucking say that. That's not... <laughs> I love that. I Let's love move that on, word. okay. Uh, no, 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 no. And there's a reason I'm bringing this up. And I was like, you know, I'm really nostalgic for like a PS1 era survival horror game. And I I really love... Was... Yeah, exactly. Um, I was a huge Resident Evil fan back in the day, back with the PS1, but I never did play Parasite Eve. I did. I played, obviously, Silent Hill and uh, more obscure stuff like Overblood. Um, oh, but, right. 
Yeah, that game was bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> but uh, wow. there was a whole bunch of Resident Evil clones back then, and uh, Parasite Eve isn't a Resident Evil clone. It's more like a the first one, anyways, is like a take. It's like late. It's like SquareSoft's take on Resident Evil, in my opinion. Like Pretty much. it's a it's like a it's an action RPG with these really interesting mechanics where. Um, it's like, whenever a, it's a fight like ha- Chrono Trigger style, yeah. Like it was when you when you actually engage with an enemy, it creates a field that you run around it. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and there's no battles aren't quite random. Like you don't transfer to another screen when a battle comes up. And what I love is like the kind of like risk reward system where it's like you can stand at a distance and fire a shot or two, and it'll do significantly less damage, but you'll be safer um, from being attacked if, um, in melee range. And there's projectiles that'll come at you that you have to dodge out of the way, or you can go right up to a monster and hit the point blank, and uh, you won't risk missing, and you'll do I more forgot. damage. Can you can but... you use the analog sticks in Parasite Eve? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Um, but it's a really interesting game. It's super bizarre because um, obviously I've been going back and playing the old Final Fantasies that I never played uh, growing up. And uh, this is very clearly like the same engine that they used to make Final Fantasy seven through nine. Uh, like it's same scrolling technology, you know, the same CGI team. Uh, there's some really like disturbing visual visuals in this game. Like it opens with um, uh, Aya at a who's the name is the protagonist at a uh, an opera house, and like everyone just like catches on fire and like explodes and everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a pretty, pretty yeah. It's a pretty and, shocking opening. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, as a kid seeing that for the first time, that was pretty. Uh, Nightmare inducing. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Yeah. Uh, it's how you learned about mitochondria, man. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, that's how and we all learned how it works. I'm only a couple hours in, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, I was kind of like I, I I've been aware of this game forever. Like I knew about it way back in the day, but I never picked it up or never played it. And uh, it's it's really really cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I almost wish because like, I heard that the second one is just a Resident Evil clone. I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed I, it. I still, I still like Parasite Eve too because even though it is kind of a clone, the 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 feel of it, the 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 story you're trying to tell is definitely uh, really engaging in the second one. And it's a sequel, yeah. so you still get a lot of the same characters and things like that. And so it's and mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty still fascinating. Although, it, it goes in a totally yeah. different direction than what uh, Resident Evil tries to do. Even though it's like it, even though its mechanics are kind of at the same foundation. The way mm-hmm. he utilizes it is is totally different. Yeah, it, it's it's a really uh, I really like the the uh, the RPG take on it. It's 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 a really interesting game because like those kind of survival horror games aren't made like at all anymore. Uh, not even the the modern day equivalent is not the same thing, in my opinion. It's just like it's more. These games were. I, th- I think a lot of people forget how difficult like those first three Resident Evil games were, and how good they were at balancing the survival part of survival <laughs> horror. Like there was actually, you had to manage your ammo and your health and everything. And it was important. Yeah. It's, um, I think the thing people remember most about Parasite Eve 2 is probably that shower scene, but I would love to see Square Enix's take like a modern take on that. I mean, well, even if they had the, third birthday, no, but that's third birthday, but that came out years ago. And so like, if I wanted to see like, you know, like a console effort, who knows? Cause Third birthday seems like I've not played it. I intend to sometimes, but it's, it seems like it's a totally different type of game. It's not a survival horror. It seems like it's straight up action. Uh, so I would, I'd be very curious to it, see if they took it back to the basics and tried something do you, new. Do you plan to play the sequel in third birthday, uh, Kyle? 
Uh, not third birthday. I've heard too many not so great things about that. Okay, we can still be friends. I'm gonna play the second one for sure. Um, so that was like, wait, wait, Josh, are you saying like even if if he showed even just a little bit interested in playing third <laughs> that, birthday, he would not that, be your friend? That's yeah, it. that's it. Are you that's fucked nope, up. You're... That's fucked up. God, that's not the first time Jeez, I've heard you're... that. Yeah, it's like you. I, 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 I love Parasite to death, but. It's just third birthday. I completed third birthday, okay? I had to see it all the way through. Oh, so you can play it, but if other people play it, they can't be your friend. Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just Even if they say, like, I think I might play Oh, fuck no, that's, do it. No. That's the last straw. I've you heard too many this. people. I've heard, that's not the first time I've heard something like that. I, 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 that game sounds like it's great. See, from my approach, good. it's that I have different tastes than other people, and so, like, if I... If I always followed what other people said about games, uh, I would not like much th- many things. And so, like, I'm a huge fan of, like, the Dynasty Warriors series. And people shit on that series all the time. And so I'm happy to play those oh, yeah, games well, it, to create it, my own it's opinion true. about it. It's true, but I'm not going to bother. No, <laughs> I, just, I enjoy people, those games a lot. People are so. free. People are free to play it. No, you can't talk that. anymore, Josh. I'm just saying that we just, you know, I, I can't know those people, all right? Because I, just, I, I, was try, I was trying to, like... Uh, I did my best trying to, you know, like prevent suffering and pain. Yeah, and, exactly. they, and they just, they just willingly. Just you did that by saying he wouldn't be your friend, <laughs> like right off the bat. But, it's like, well, you're gonna have to suffer but, alone then. <laughs> well, yeah, Parasite Eve is very cool. I like yeah. it, um, and I, I'm, I definitely miss those old PS ones or horror games. So this is great. Did you beat um, it? Did you beat it? No, I'm only a couple hours in. I'm not far at all, but it, it's very. It's very interesting. I love the, uh, um, the all of the CGI stuff is just so like super like graphic. Oh, um, like I, I love the I love the the, the introduce the, when they introduce the uh, the mitochondria like taking over or whatever like morphing in the rat, and uh, <laughs> it's so disgusting. No, it's yeah, like, it's, it's, the there, there's some weird. It has like the. When you think of like PS1 3D models, that 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 game is like full of like you know, those blocky kind of like doll like weird shine to it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, those I models, mean, the character models themselves, are pretty impressive for the time. But I, I mean, I mean, like monster designs though, like the yeah, uh, it was still okay. They, I mean, the giant rats are like the worst, but it's I think that even like the monster designs are pretty cool. I don't know. They're, they're cool for sure, but it's just for the time. PS One era three D models are just uh, still still cracking. It's it's, yeah. it's interesting too because it's it takes place in a uh, in New York City, whereas most of these games of that of this ilk take place in you know Raccoon City, where it's like it's enti- it's in a desolate like dead city as opposed to, this is New York and not everyone's dead. There's some like lady named Eve walking around turning people into goop and fire, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. like when you think about the fact that Parasite Eve came out not long after Final Fantasy VII did, and it was well before Final Fantasy VIII came out. Um, for what it was, I thought it was pretty impressive. But that yeah. was just me as a kid, you know, experiencing really like 3D it. for the first time. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I've been playing is Dragon Quest Builders. Yes, for I. Um, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about this. Well, first off, I, I've actually never played a Dragon Quest game at all. This is my first one. And uh, I also don't have a ton of experience. And that's, for the record, that's not like... That's just one of those things. It's it's not like I don't I don't want to. I just haven't. Uh, yeah. No, I totally uh, relate. Yeah. And uh, I also don't have a ton of experience with these building games of the Minecraft ilk. It's... Uh, I played. A, I played. I remember about five years ago. I played Minecraft for like one weekend, steady with some friends, and then I never touched it again. Um, it. Um, 
my, my problem with these kind of games generally um, is I'm not a super creative person when it comes to like you know like painting or building something. Um, I kind of need like a, like I generally in my games I need a carrot on a stick just to be straight up. Just like I kind of need to feel like there's an objective. I'm not saying that what those games do, what Minecraft does, is bad. Not at all. It's just me personally. I just like I just like okay, I built a house. Now it, it, it's it's one of those things like it, it's hard for you to create your own fun. Like you need some like some sort of direction. Yeah, um, yeah, I, bring it. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's that's how I feel, anyways. But what's really interesting about Dragon Quest Builders is, first of all, it is it's impossible to play this game and not compare it to Minecraft because it is Minecraft. Uh, their take on it, um, it would be like trying to you know take an open world game, like an open world crime game, like Saints Row or not Saints Row, uh, Sleeping Dogs, and not compare it to GTA. Yeah, but, but it seems uh, like it's a much more story driven game, right? Oh yeah, no, no, I'm getting to that. I'm getting sure, to sure, that. Sure. Um, but what I'm saying is, um, what I like about this game specifically is it uses the the RPG, the Dragon Quest backdrop, um, and the things like quests, because um, like it, it is a very like flowery, fun story of oh there was a dragon lord and he took away uh, everyone all, all of humanity's ability to build, so no one knows how to build except for you because I do you love were that little tie into Dragon Quest One and how they yeah it's a nice Dragon Quest One reference there yeah yeah and they you you were chosen by the goddess to to teach humanity how to build again <laughs> so it's 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 really interesting because like you'll just meet uh, people as you go along like people will come to your settlement and. It's again. It's very much like it, it, the blocks look like Minecraft. The way you harvest stuff is like Minecraft. That at nighttime monsters are more active, like Minecraft. But what I like about this game is it's not a total blank canvas. Like I know you can beat Minecraft before anyone says, "But actually, I know you can." I know there's an ending. I, is um, there? I, I didn't know yeah, that. There's <laughs> yeah, there's like bosses and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is. But like you would never know that. I wouldn't have never known that unless someone told me. It was patched but, in. That's why it, it wasn't yeah, originally. Yeah. Originally, it was just a you know blank canvas but yep. now it's totally like yeah there's it's like it it was inspired by terraria uh the mm-hmm. okay. notch was and all that and so he's like well we should patch this to add you know actual structure and so that's that's how you can do that there's yeah. credits and everything it's weird <laughs> but with dragon quest builders is a like, keep i get the impression that the people uh making the game were like me where they like they really respect what minecraft does but they do kind of need that carrot too like i mentioned earlier so you get people to come people come to your settlement and they'll give you quests and what the quests will do they're really like simple stuff but generally but they'll teach you how to like oh at the very beginning you don't know how to make screen doors so i need you to go make a screen door for me so this is what you need and you go out and gather them and then uh then you bring the, all the materials back if you after you've scoured around a bit and uh, create a screen door and it just it kind of eases you into all of that because i also find these these building games like terraria and like minecraft are also at the very beginning are a little overwhelming with the amount of like knowledge you're just kind of supposed to know or mm-hmm. people that i that people i know that play minecraft are like oh you're supposed to do this you idiot oh did you supposed to do this i'm like how am i supposed to know all this yeah that's uh, right. and uh, this game is much better at like delving that information out uh, because it uses that backdrop and what I really like about building for people is like the NPCs are really adorable in this game. And, um, cause like, like I remember you meet, uh, a gentleman early on and, uh, the first person you meet is this girl. And she says, I saw this man with the, this strange man, uh, before I came here and we should help him. I mean, he might be a stranger, but he has, but he has a beard so we can probably trust him. 
and <laughs> and um, it's just like really like you get this sense of like kind of community in this game where it's like I want to build a house not just because like it's a building game and I and I want to build a house but like I want my uh, the people I live with to have somewhere to sleep at night and if you give them stuff to do like if you give them uh, uh, what do you call it like uh, a cooking station they'll make food for you and store it in your chest so there's there's a mechanical incentive to building as a, in addition to you just want to uh, give them somewhere to stay so it's very much i think that that they've done a remarkable job at balancing because uh, if you want to play this game as an open uh, open canvas you can too um but like i like i've talked to some people that have been playing it and like they spent like 10 hours in the uh the first chapter and i'm like what that takes like no time at all what are you talking about it's just because they couldn't stop building things that, that's cool but, that it's like it manages to find that balance because it, it can cater to both it's kind of yeah, adorable. Exactly. Like I played the demo, and it's adorable in that, like the first person you meet, she seems so excited about like what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you have to you have to build us like a, a place to you know sleep, and then you have to build like two beds so we can both sleep uh, on on the ground. Mm-hmm. But I I think I, I'm inspired. So could you build me also like a little workshop so I I can help mm-hmm. build as well? So and, yep. and the writing itself I think really ties it so well together from what I experienced of that. Yeah, like, it, it it it's very very intriguing. And I think the Dragon Quest aesthetic, like the the look of Dragon Quest, suits these kind of games like yeah, it's got perfectly. The music and the sound effects uh, for Dragon yeah, Quest fans, it's perfect that way. I, 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 do look, that, I do love that Toriyama's art. Is it like I I like Toriyama's art more? It's like uh, like chibi form characters. Totally. It's more like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, and it, it definitely it, definitely suits that game. Yeah, it's perfect. The only the only thing I would think that. Um, uh, that I, I kind of makes me wish this game had is I do kind of wish it had multiplayer. Um, just like even if it was just two people, two person multiplayer, I think I, I am be... interested if, they, if it does get a sequel. I'm sure that's like one of the most like the priority for a sequel. Giant Quest Heroes so. Two style, right? That's the four player yeah, yeah. multiplayer <laughs> is what people wanted the most, yeah, and it happened. Yeah, but um, I hope that happens because I feel like. Uh, this there's more to this game it's not just a a cash in it's not just a minecraft clone because it very much sets itself apart um in my opinion and like i I, i've had way more fun with this than i have in any of the other create building games of these sort um so i I, my review will be up probably in the next day or so so, is there uh, combat in this game yeah there is it's like but it's really like rudimentary it's not like like you actually gain levels too like usually when you do an important quest they'll give you a I can't remember what it's called. Um, it's just like this fruit that makes it so you gain a level, but really all it does is expands your health and whatnot. Um, but combat is just like you walk up to an enemy in the world. Again, it's like Minecraft and just kind of like whack them to death. Okay. Um, it's really it's really simple. It's not There's not like a combat system. Um, like, yeah, there's no random battles. But um, the, the one that probably, you reminded me, the, the most action-orientated thing in this game is at night. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, the monsters will actively because like the dragon lord doesn't want you he doesn't want the the goddess's chosen builder to save the realm so he sends all of his like minions after you not not every night but some nights and you have to defend your keep and all your friends from from the monsters <laughs> so it's good. Can, you, can you build like 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 offensive Defensive structures to, yeah, uh, yeah, to, yeah, totally. to, okay. yeah yeah you do and there's also like it's fun what you can do. Like I remember, I uh, uh, they 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 try to go in through entrances, and I like so I built like a big trough 
uh, around all of my entrances nice. and then they would all just like fall into it and then i'd jump <laughs> down and start beating them to death um it's it's a really it's a really addictive game and it's really relaxing too um that's awesome uh, but the the dragon quest back this was the perfect ip they could have picked square enix could have picked to I, par with this kind of gameplay for sure i i'm greatly looking forward to uh forward to seeing what kind of like crazy structures people are gonna have like on twitter or whatever because you, mm-hmm. you know that it's just it's just gonna blow up yeah, oh, yeah there was sure. the early streams like Squeenix has been doing these streams to Jenko's Builders when it came out in Japan and even well beyond that and they they did build some pretty crazy stuff like it was some people built like uh, the developers even people that are on staff built like this crazy like roller coaster structure that oh, uh, went man. all over the place inside like buildings and like they built like giant faces in the buildings it was the, uh, like the the faces were the buildings that you actually went through like the mouth or up the nose it was really really bizarre but that's so cool yeah those streams lasted like a few hours so that was pretty fun to watch but yeah um people interested in the game can check out the demo that's available on playstation network if you want to download that and see it for yourself but kyle like you said you've now have a review for that in the coming days uh Mm -hmm. looking forward to it thank you great uh then yeah for me i didn't play a whole lot i've just been very uh distracted by other things going on right now uh i did get around to playing super dimension uh neptune um for review and my review is up on the site for people who want to check it out but it's pretty much uh more of the same uh in terms of uh the structure of the game itself like it's an rpg neptune rpg uh with if as the main character this time uh but also pretty good yes uh i i'm personally a big fan of if she's usually tells it how it is and that's i kind of enjoy that from her conversations she's not afraid to cuss uh but <laughs> that's um the differences that i can talk about here um give me a second yeah how do you feel about petunia kyle i'm back sorry there was i had to <laughs> shut the door i had to shut the window because people were right okay. outside um yeah. but yeah, it's the differences here is that um, they now have the Sega Hard Girls uh, cameoing. Uh, it's Who actually, are the Sega Hard Girls? Yeah, so it's it's the full name is Super Dimension Neptune versus Sega Hard Girls, and so Sega Hard Girls is like this cross media project that Sega came up with that is supposed to be kind of. I would say directly inspired by Neptunia and that they're supposed to be anthropomorphized versions of Sega consoles. And so they are the Sega Dreamcast, Sega Saturn, and um, uh, the Mega Drive. And so they have their own names, um, like Sega Mean and all this, uh, that they represent the characters. Some of them are also designed, like I think Sega Mean, uh, she looks a little bit like Miku, Hatsune Miku. Um, but they are, yeah, it, it's it's basically one huge um, fan service in that if you've not never seen the TV show, the anime, I think it's called like Seha, Sega Girls or something like that, um, they pack it full of references. Like I think even the beginning, the intro to that anime it does a lot of space area stuff. It's it, it's like that one of those types of games, like armored, like uh, it's um, altered beast and just uh, in some deep cuts as well. I've heard some great things about that show. Legitimately yeah, really good I've, things. Yeah, I've actually I've, I've watched it. They go like into several like uh Sega franchises. Uh, Panzer, especially like the Virtual Fighter. Yeah, Virtual uh, Fighter totally. is really good. Yeah. It's it, it's a it's a neat little show if you're really big into Sega. Absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. Even even then it's just if you like video games cuz so many of those cons- uh, games are 
on different platforms now that you you're likely familiar with it yeah at, you're at right mm-hmm. and it's just fun to watch uh i've heard as well you also have a jet set radio episode holy <laughs> shit yeah there's a jet set radio episode i've heard i've not seen a single episode but after playing this it got me interested um mm-hmm. besides that um because the whole the way the whole story is about is that everything's pretty much like destroyed like the world is in ruins if is on this cool motorcycle in the opening she's trying to find this uh ancient library that holds all of the world's uh history and knowledge uh so she can find out what happened and see if there's any way to you know uh uh recover from it and so what happens is that she she shows up there uh finds histoire uh who is the kind of the um the uh i don't know you call her it's like She's kind of like this very knowledgeable prophet type of character or okay. something, but she she's like this this person who um uh she was the one in the past games that led all of the CPU goddesses like you know blonde Neptune Noir Vert uh, uh so she's kind of like the the person that at least actually she was more like she was helping Neptune directly and so she's she is kind of like this I, I'm I'm blanking on the word here but she's kind of the person that. Uh-huh. She's like the oracle, I believe. Yeah, the oracle. That's the word I was thinking of. She's like the oracle that um, basically has all this knowledge that helps Neptune be a good leader, although she's terrible at it. Uh, and so in this case, IF is the, once again, she's the leader. So they they decide to go back in the past to see if they can basically fix all, all the, um, uh, stop what, what happened from happening that caused all this destruction in the first place. To, to clarify, this game is a standalone or is it like a sequel of any of the past It's ones? It's totally standalone. Um, okay. So it's, all the characters are it's like an alternate history in that none of the characters know each other anymore although they tend to break the fourth wall still here uh, to make fun of that <laughs> i think even neptune talks about like there's so many games that in this series it's hard to keep track <laughs> whether oh i'm supposed gosh. to know this person or I, not uh, safe yep agreed yeah. yep that's that's so they really play into it and there's some really good writing uh for someone like me who's played all the games it's just it's it's slightly better writing than I'm used to from that series. Uh, there is some changes to the combat as well, and that it's it's they made some pretty drastic changes as well. So it's it's still that thing where you show up in a field of combat and you can freely move around when it's your turn like in a set area to get as close to the enemy as possible. So there's like this little circle. Um, movements uh, this movement circle that you can move around in the changes that they made is that now you can jump in combat which the only real oh, purpose shit. for that the only real purpose for that is that there's these gems that are floating above the ground from like either normal height that you can jump up to or you need to like have a special skill that can leap up to where the gem is it's mostly things like health um restore items uh sp restore items and then things like uh bonus luck and then uh there's another where it's like if you can grab this it can um help you unlock like a special ability that you can use on the enemy so uh and they also changed it so it's no longer combo based really uh it's now you have so many turns uh, excuse me so many actions per turn and uh when your gauge fills up if you go too far uh, and out of the zone of where it's safe, then your turn will take a lot longer to come up. Uh, or you can just play it safe and just do a couple actions like hit, hit, and then defend, and then your turn will come up a lot quicker. So it's got an interesting okay. strategy to it. It's so it's also, like a tug of war. Exactly. It's it's uh, the turn order plays a, a much bigger role here, but also it's got things like 
Uh, you can hold the button down for a charge attack, hold the, the, the action button down for a charge attack, and it, it obviously will do a lot more damage, but once again, it'll make your turn show up later. There's no more like EXE uh, gauges or drives. It's Oh, weird. Uh, they got EXE skills still, uh, still, but it all feeds into like this fever gauge. And what the fever gauge is, is that every time you land an attack, whether it's like a regular attack or... Um, a special ability or skill or anything like that it feeds into like this fever gauge and once that reaches its top uh, once it fills up there's a, a gem that shows up like a rainbow gem that you use and then it what it does is that it boosts your entire party stats by like 10 percent and you know, allows you to be much better in combat um and then the other changes is like IF has her own HDD forum called like I think it's called like the Awakened State. So she just becomes like this blonde-haired character that she's supposed to be like this Chuni character, and so that's like what I think like that's what she thinks that she's supposed to be. Uh, if people don't know what Chuni means, it's basically like when you're like a kid and you imagine you're like this really cool person, like you came like this whole different personality. Um, that's pretty much what he she she's one of those characters that has always been like that. Uh, and like especially i think in uh, neptunia victory they really played in that and then that thing when she was just a little kid so it's pretty adorable in that case um so so relatively speaking like do you feel that the combat in this game is like more engaging than uh past installments it's got more to it and that's what i kind of liked about it it's not simple mashing it takes strategy to be able to like understand how many actions you should be doing before you give it up or if you want to risk it and just try to keep attacking 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 it takes some getting used to because if you decide to, when you run up in an enemy in past games, you could attack more than one enemy at once. In this game, you can only attack a single enemy. Like you don't oh, get wow. the option. Yeah. So, so there's like no there's like no zones for like the weapons. Unless you use like a skill uh, that can take out like it's like an area effect skill that takes up more than one. No, you okay. have to choose a single enemy. And if you just if once you defeat one enemy, if you decide to run up on another one, that fills up your action gauge as well. And by action gauge, I mean that the the thing that tells you when you're supposed to be ending your turn before you have to wait a lot longer for your next turn. And so it's it's it takes a lot of getting used to. Um, and also, um, I'm trying to think about like the other <laughs> my my uh, sorry my brain just. Uh, went to mush for a second there. I'm trying to remember what I was. Uh, I lost my train of thought there for a moment. Um, it, it's it, it takes it takes a lot of getting used to, and uh, I, I think that the only other issue I had with that is that the other new thing in this game is that IF can now, or whoever is the leader, can now do a lot more when it comes to platforming. Uh, so she can like climb up. Like she can scale walls, she can cross, she can climb across ropes, uh, she can crawl through like these little crawl spaces that are around the game, but they don't really serve much of a purpose. In that, there's some weird excuses for using it. For the most part, it just seems like they got rid of those little warps that you would use to get from one area to like a secret place. Mm-hmm. Um, they just replace that with like a rope. <laughs> That's all it really does. It doesn't do much else. Uh, yeah. You can't you can't attack while you're moving around or anything. Like you can't drop down unless there's something there for you to fall on. Uh, so you can't just decide it's like I'm gonna just fall through the earth or something. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's, it just feels limited. It, it's it's not. I think it's a very pointless addition to the game. And 
it's still recycling a lot of assets. I think the only cool thing is that when you do go to those other worlds that the Sacred Heart Girls are a part of, um, which, like I said, it's like the, the, those worlds dedicated to like the Dreamcast, the Saturn, and the Mega Drive. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of references there that it's kind of fun. That's, that's it's cool. a lot of like deep cuts even. It's pretty fun uh, to be able to experience that. But it's the still... Sacred Heart Girls are playable, right? Yeah. You you meet them pretty early. Uh, some of the ones, um, some of them aren't playable. They're just kind of the the little blips that you meet in in the towns that just say a few things or run a shop or something. But um, you do meet them and they do join your party. The main ones, surely, uh, they definitely do. Um, but cool. they still recycle a lot of assets in this game, mm-hmm. and that's that bums me out. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about later about why I can still be a little bit more hopeful about the series, but that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and then, right. other than Super Dimension, which, like I said, a review of is up on the site if you want to if you want to check it out. Uh, I also got back to playing Final Fantasy XI because I was watching these old videos on YouTube that I used to see from like 15 years ago when the Japanese version <laughs> was out. Of there was this character named Peen. Um, that what, what was that? The character's name. Peen, P-I-N-G. Okay. Uh, and so they were this, they were, they were like, you know, in, American player playing uh, on the Japanese servers. And they would, there was a website, I think it was called like FFXI or FontiFice11online.com. And they would post these videos uh, of just the game itself. And that's what kind of really got me excited for the game in the first place. Just watching these videos, reading like these blogs of people like their play journals that they would talk about their game and that's i kind of miss that like when people used to post like their uh, journals about their daily progress reports and stuff like that that was really cool back then i really enjoyed reading about those those things and that's that's what i got really interested in that game um and up to the point when my brother ended up like being able to beta test Final Fantasy XI for the PlayStation Two, so you know oh, they, they sent them the box <laughs> with like the hard drive and the uh, and the game itself like in a box. It was really cool. We still have that box. I think it's just using for cables right now, but um, that was really cool. And and it just I was watching those recently, and then just seeing all these things like all, uh, recent progress. I just wanted to uh, someone who played about like, five or six years of that game. I felt the urge to go back and play that game again and so that's what i did and they basically made it uh 10 times easier to level up in that game and so i've already leveled up pretty high uh unlocked a bunch of advanced classes and things like that they've added a bunch of classes since i last played like the last time i played it was my maybe like wings of the goddess which was like seven Man, eight years was, ago yeah, it's it like the first or second expansion yeah i played from launch up until like when i quit um so that's that was like 2006 2000 oh, it was 2007 or 2008 i forget but how uh, is how active is that community these days still pretty popular like that's why mm-hmm. screen x has yet to shut that thing down that's because it's still got quite a big community even wow. if they've stopped producing content for it like they've straight up stopped they they're not pro- once they got done with their little um bonus missions uh that they put out uh they stopped producing content for that so they can focus on final fantasy 14 of course i wonder what you still do in that game then just like this tons of stuff to do i mean there's just uh, like, people do like unless you're like things. aaron who does every fucking thing in the game and then gets tired because <laughs> there's nothing new because she didn't she spends like, like i spent like 700 hours of this game and there's nothing left this hours <laughs> t- try days she's got like 700 or, yeah. days in that game That's, oh my god yeah she, seven, she's had, seven hours is nothing like i've played maybe yeah. like 
75, 80 days of Final Fantasy XI before I quit. So she has, it's... oh my god, she, she was talking about it the other day, and I, I, I calculated it was like something like 6,000 to 7,000 maybe? Yeah, it's I don't know. It a long lots. fucking time, and so, um, but there's Aaron still... pretty much lives in FF14, she's just like a myth now. Yeah, but like Kyle was saying, it was like, a lot of it has to do with the community, like playing with your friends, and just, right. you know, helping new people um, get, learn the ropes, and helping them with all missions and things like that. There's there's some really good appeal to that, and so uh, someone like me who uh, loves playing like the white mage character, uh, like you know helping people and, and assisting them wherever I can. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool just to run around an area and like uh, you need a raise, I'll be over there in a second. You know, don't have to pay me. I'm just happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, FF11 was a definitely more community driven type of style, like when designing the mechanics. Because this was way, this was before WoW, like before WoW, like yeah, you know, it was standardized before. systems. It, it had to yeah. be because it was a very yeah. story driven. Like it was a very like a party oriented game and so it was, it was, it was, hard. It was bizarre there's, there's there, yeah it's like i remember that like at a certain point in that game you can't you can't solo it you have to be in a party oh that's yeah. totally it's totally different now you can totally solo that game completely. okay that's the, they added all these different classes like the um like uh i'm already blanking here like uh, when they had like the scholar and the corsair and the blue mage and all these other characters and like the Beastmaster and um there's ways to be able to solo that game and they added like other features to that so you can t- straight up like they added um <coughs> excuse me they added like these I- I- i'm forgetting the term what they call it but they added these uh support characters that are like characters you met through the story you can summon them and have them join your party as npcs okay. uh so like they're just straight up characters with like their own abilities and things like that so you can create your own party without having actual live people it's kind of like diablo 2 or something like you know when you hired mercenaries and this you just mm-hmm. summon them um wherever you're at and they they help you for a set number of hours or days or whatever and so that's like, like real hours and days or real like... hours yeah that's like you yeah. know when you do your two-hour special ability it's like actual real time all and right. so that's and and you can call you can call them again anytime. It's 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 once the cooldown is up, you can summon them again. I just thought that was amazing. Uh, it was a great addition to that game. I don't know if they do that in fourteen. I've only played up to level thirty in no. fourteen. Yeah, it's you would is know you play a lot of it. Is there a, uh, it's still subservice FF eleven or no? Yeah, is there it's still subscription. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's still sub. It's it's Square okay. Enix. They you'll, you'll be very hard pressed unless it's like a began as a free to play game. You'll. 11 and 14 are still very much subscription-based games, and 11 benefit a lot, and that's why it became like the biggest moneymaker for Square Enix as a company. Um, oh, yeah. And that's why it's still mm-hmm. around today, because it's still successful for them, and they're still churning out a lot of cash for them. Um, I imagine it's sooner or uh, later... Sorry? I was going to say, and it's a mainline Final Fantasy, so it should stay around. I my I imagine that once like Nexon is helping the is helping mobile. create a Final Fantasy XI remake for mobile. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure when that comes out, because it's a free-to-play game, once that comes out and it and you know that that it establishes itself, I imagine mm-hmm. Square Enix will either shut down Final Fantasy XI. Actually, I think they mm-hmm. would. They would just shut that down and then just absorb all that into... I think they 14. already said they were going to do that. Yeah. They, they have full intention to do something like that. I mean, it, they already pretty much made it clear that not long after 4.0 of Final Fantasy XIV comes out, which might be at FanFest soon. Um, it is at FanFest. Yeah, it's it going to be at FanFest that they're already talking about shutting down uh, the PS3 and X, uh, PS3 servers so they can focus on current gen and PC only. Um, they really, they really just for people, just to touch on that quickly, they really should do that because at this point they're, 
the really old like one of the reasons why AFF 14 is so optimized is because it had to get it to work on the PS3 but um, at this point it's just kind of like hurting the game and yeah. some of the things it's they like, want to do trying to get it to work on a PS3 yeah it's like what Bungie did with the Destiny I think with the recent expansion they stopped yeah, the Rise of Iron. They, yeah it's only yeah. for current gen only um, and what, what would I what I would do if I were them is I if if someone actually plays on the PS3 I think they should get an automatic free like copy of the PS4 they did that. or PC they already one. did that for 14. They've they've done it but I didn't know if they, they I think it should be universal just in case. You mean so. as in like a permanent thing? Um I yeah, don't yeah. think so because they they'd rather make money. And and that's well, yeah, actually, of like it, there's really no excuse because I like up until recently and maybe even now it still is. You can get like Final Fantasy fourteen Heaven Sword for like ten ten bucks, yeah. and then you can get Final Fantasy fourteen online, which is Romy Born plus Heaven Sword for like fifteen bucks. So if it's yeah. really that, I, I, to be fair, I think that might be just the PS the PC version and not the PS four version. They're still super, super cheap, and so I don't. And that's and that is also once again on Amazon, so it's more like on Amazon's funding. But if you're gonna pay for it. I don't see why Square Enix has to give away a free upgrade. They already did that for Final Fantasy XIV when that first came out. So, like, when it came out on PS4, it was a free upgrade. Um, for to a the set. people that bought the original one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's that's a, that's what you're talking about right now. It's, it's, it's people who are on the I PS3 guess. version getting the PS4. I guess. It's just, I, I don't want to think that they're left behind because I don't like telling those people, like, too bad, so sad. But, like, at this point, it really is, like, limiting what they can do in the game. The PS4 like, like the, re- the, re- the reason why every zone is... is uh, instance or not instance but like you can't just like walk from one zone to the other like there's a transition screen is because of ps3 no absolutely i i uh based on how mmos are built nowadays i can imagine that's the case although i'm pretty confident that they're not suddenly going to remove those uh zones no, no. <laughs> once no, they get no, rid of it no 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 not at all but that that, that is why things like that are happening like but, like i don't even know how they get some of the heavens ward zones on ps3 like uh, sea of clouds like the thing's fucking gigantic the ps3 must like must like like you can Lower hear the assets. engine turning over and there's uh, exhaust blowing out and <laughs> a lot of it's cloud based or something just so that they can offload the, the power of it um, i can imagine that's um that's for final fantasy 6 uh, for 17 excuse me final fantasy 17 i'm sure will be like the next big mmo again um and they'll still use the chrono trigger team on that game so that we still don't get a new chrono trigger game that's that's the biggest bummer. Sorry, there's about. no more Chrono Trigger. Yeah, people yeah. who don't know, the Chrono Trigger team worked on Final Fantasy XI, and then they were moved to Final Fantasy XIV, the writing staff and whatnot. So that's, if you want to know what what, what have they been up to, uh, they weren't really fired. They've just been kind of working on the MMOs. And that's why the writing in those games are so damn good. Actually, I actually didn't know that, but that, yeah. that geez, that's a long time to be working. <laughs> oh, that's, you know, they needed something for them to do if they're not going to make a new Chrono game. But that's, you know, Aaron talks about how great those games are. And that's like now, like, and if you think about if they were able to like make a whole new game, that's, um, like, I can only imagine if Square Enix hasn't already put Yoshida, uh, to work on Final Fantasy 16, maybe, uh, they should have, they should really consider that. So that's kind of my experience with Final Fantasy 11, though. I've, like I said, just been playing a lot of it. Um, but Super Dimension is, is on my plate. Uh, I just got done with that. Now I've got Yomarari, so we'll see how that goes. Let's get right into the news. Um, so first off, 
<laughs> oh my god, it's just the a big bummer headliner. to think about it. So, not long ago, a few days ago, Square Enix had a countdown site uh, related to Final Fantasy XV, and it had a silhouette of a Moogle. Ooh, now, countdowns. Yeah, Square Enix countdowns are always super disappointing, but you know, when you, when you see a Moogle, you're, you're kind of hopeful. Like, you know it's going to be nothing big, it's just... Obviously, it's related to Moogles and 15, so it's like, what, are they going to be in the game? or What's their purpose? So they... The, the clock hit zero. There's a, there's, a history, and they, there's history of this. It's like they said there are no Moogles in FF15 at first, right? Yeah, but that's the same with like Chocobos and... Yeah, yeah, but there's like a history like of this. They, and, yeah, they, so they they eventually added to the game in a significant way uh, for one case or another. Like Chocobos added in a huge way. Airship, like Regalia can become an airship. That's kind of where it became. So... The clock hit zero on, on the countdown site, and Final Fantasy fifteen. so Square Enix announced that Moogles are going to be in the game, but oh, not as living creatures. What they're going to do, <laughs> they're going to be accessories. And so what, uh. what they're kind of talking about that, um, yes, when you think mm-hmm. about Moogles, you think about oh, like the characters that have been uh, in a Final Fantasy game like the, in the series since Nearly the beginning. At least, Give me like, the go, going to Final Fantasy three, uh, Mog was a huge character in that game and a pretty badass one at that. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, they also kind of men- mentioned uh, they teased this because uh, I don't want to like say this right right off the bat what what they did. That Square Enix said the Moogles were going to have an unexpected role. So people are thinking of things like, you know, maybe they work for the bad guys, or maybe there'll be like a summon, you know, like if the fat, like, <laughs> like the, instead of the fat chocobo, it's going to be the fat Moogle or something, just like uh, something really Moogles. crazy. That's really and funny. what they said, uh, what they announced is that, um, yeah, it, it's that, <laughs> it's really hard for me to talk about that just because it's, it, it upsets me so much. <laughs> they're going to be lucky charms is what they're going to be. <laughs> They're going to help the cast. I think they said something like it's going to help avoid all kinds of troubles. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about how um, it's going to prote- help Noctis and his friends uh, get them out of like a tight spot. And I just... How so? Uh, like, have they given like, an example? No, they did not. <laughs> That's, okay. It makes, which makes it even worse. Uh, I don't know if it's that the the like the Mughals were suddenly... like st- like come alive and then attack the enemy or something but that just that bummed me out because if you think about like in the past series like i said like they, they you know they, they ran shops they ran a mail courier service they they helped you they were in battle itself it it, it was it's such a bummer and then uh, then afterwards they they open up a stupid printer campaign where you collect moogles which is meaning just you follow the account and retweet them and then i like various like unannounced prizes which i think will probably just be like stupid twitter avatars and banners and bullshit like that yo check out my twitter ff15 moogle they do that in japan and so doing that here it just it doesn't play well okay and that's I, I don't know about you guys, but that just really, I was already like upset, like, because I knew what was coming and that I was like, all Square Enix countdown sites are disappointing for one way or another. Like, I have an image for this. You know, like, right? they, yeah, I, I post an image even myself. Like, remember like a long time ago, they had a countdown site that everyone was like, sure, it was a new Star Ocean for the time. You mean for the world ends with you? The, no, it was not, it was not that one. That too, that was, too, but they, that was another one, but they had like a picture of like a planet. And it was like yeah. they, they, they had a countdown side and then it was just some weird like browser game that had nothing yeah, to do with yeah. Starship. That already was pretty bad. Um but here they just 
It's like, does Square Enix understand what? Don't trust Square Enix countdowns ever. Uh, are they is Square Enix like embarrassed of the, of the franchise at this point? Because what? Don't, no, but don't ever trust countdowns. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Just know. Don't do it. Don't do it. The last time I ever trusted a countdown was when Kojima fucking made a countdown to another countdown for Peace Walker. Yeah, I mean, After I, that, I, I guess like, fuck countdowns. I mean, I guess this is slightly better than the way they... This might be slightly better than what they did in, to them in 13, but I don't know. I mean, they they seem better even in 14 because, you know, they're around. Like, you, you're the only one who can see these Moogles and all that other stuff uh, as far as... No, like, they're, they're around. They're, they you, they, they are now, but at the start of it, they were just they're like really the funny. creatures. At the start, see. they're like that, but you can see them later on. They're uh, they're very much part of the game. I mean, yeah, because... They're, they're, they're a beast tribe that you can get... Uh, that you can... The, uh, why am I up your reputation with them? Like they're very much part of the game. Like just making them like a toy. Like what? what? Man. I don't get it. Uh, you know what? Uh, you know, my, here's here's my thoughts on the whole Moogles thing. If they didn't want to put Moogles in fifteen, they they probably just shouldn't have done it. Like you know what I mean? Like if they didn't want to, they said that about uh, the other things, and they eventually added it because they cave. They, <laughs> they're easy to yeah, cave. I know. Oh, I, I know they should. They they shouldn't though. Is what I'm saying. Like like there there's more to to Final Fantasy than just oh here's a uh, Google. They're mascot I, I, characters. I think they should totally be in the game. They could I, 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 I don't. I don't, I don't think it's though. when it's I, half-assed though. Like when they're when it's designed by committee. That's their fault. Like, that just that's their fault. Yeah, that is their fault. That is their fault. But I'm saying they don't have to do it. I like, guess they wanted to make examples about how cool it would be. Like I said, like working for the bad guys or being like a summon or being a mount. Or I get. Whatever. I get. I get it. I get it. But they. They just clearly just shoved this in there because they because people were like, oh, we need this and like well, I don't now remember. I'm bummed about it. Before it wasn't. <laughs> That's why it's 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 upsetting. But it just like I want I want this FF15 team to like stick more with their vision and they just keep on caving at every turn. Like mm-hmm. it's just. Uh... You just, remi- you just reminded me in the very beginning of Parasite Eve. There's a stuffed Moogle inside one of the like closets. <laughs> <laughs> there is good. I think there's pretty much like Coca-Cola bottles in that game too, and so there's a weird amount yeah. of collectibles and things like that. In that game. Please but, tell me you could just like chug Coca-Cola bottles as well, you're like like you get a you go there's a Coke there's Coca-Cola vending machines in that game. You don't remember that? Yeah, uh, no, I don't remember. Yeah, there's that. like vending machines. You collect like a bottle cap. It's it's it was a weird tie-in, but that was in New York, so that made sense. You can't explain yeah. that for like American Express and like the ramen and all that bullshit. Anyway, let's let's not go off on a tangent here. Um, so yeah, that's that was another piece of news. Now let's talk about the Final Fantasy game that I'm way excited about. I mean, I'm curious about 15, <laughs> but I'm way more excited. For How about Amen, Amen? Yes, this game looks pretty awesome. Um, Josh, why don't you talk about World of Final Fantasy? Yeah, World of Final Fantasy. You know that little uh, game coming to the PlayStation 4 and Vita that had the main characters uh, have like a normal form, like a chibi SD form. Um, that the their main like uh, gimmick was like you know being able to ride monsters and uh, and whatnot. There's more guest characters announced for that: Tifa, Ridia, Riku, as well as uh, the the summons in that game have like different like uh, fe- like genders of them. Like there's a female Ifrit, um, female Ra- was it Ramya? Ramya. Ra- it's not Rama. It's actually it's, Rama. it's Rama's granddaughter. Who looks yeah. like a Lolita girl? <laughs> That's... Like I didn't know there was like there was actually like a... behind like summon families and there's Shiva as well in there. Yeah, and they're Shiva. just they're just kind of confirming more characters in there, and that's just coming around the corner. There's gonna be a a demo for it uh, coming to the Japanese PlayStation Store on October 17, and that's just uh, just around the corner. And if you if you complete that, there's like a, a special Magitek armor 
P Mirage that you can get in the full game upon completion. That looks like a like a like a patrol cop Magitek armor skin. Is that only so, Japan and not America? That's I've only heard Japan. Uh, they oh, haven't, that's, they're not going to put that for America. They get special bonus crap that we don't get. Buh. I don't know, but Buh. hey. That, it looks awesome. So Absolutely. it's just it's weird. It's just like around the corner. It's at the end of the month. Just a few weeks away, and that's yeah. it's so far. It's been on track, and that's kind of like what you can really appreciate is that they've got like the single vision um, that they can appreciate. Final Fantasy I, I Fifteen like, has been dealing with a lot of stuff, but what a Final like Fantasy Eva, seems to be on track. Eva has like a cowboy hat and like her image uh, for it, and it's uh, it's really amazing. <laughs> it's she's got her like um, her Nibelheim. Uh, costume, yeah, like, yeah, it, but she still does her special moves like her, her final limit break. Yes. Just, and they they, they show they confirm like more locales or like at like the did you, um, did you see the Sephiroth her... one? Yeah, they saw the Sephiroth. So awesome. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> he does like a, but I... he does this like meteor and then he just turns around and walks into the flames, but it's like a chibi character, so it's like the yeah. cutest thing, the cutest mass <laughs> meteor you've ever seen. I think that that game's like art style and engine and everything is so beautiful. That game looks stunning. And it's like it's yeah. not even just chibi; like they can turn into like Kingdom Hearts looking characters too. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's got a lot of appeal, and it just they keep adding all these characters, like the characters you care about, like these. It's just amazing that they're able. I, to I do love, I love like it because it just, it just, it just like it, it exudes like it just feels good to like watch. Yeah, like, that's it puts you in a good mood. It looks like it's going to give you yeah. diabetes. It's 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 like a sugar overload. It's so it's so they should call it World of Final Fantasy subtitle The Real Final Fantasy Fifteen. Uh, and even like the, the voice the voice cast sounds really good. Like I've I've I'm having trouble with Final Fantasy Fifteen because even if I'm in, uh, very much interested in Final Fantasy Fifteen and I'm looking forward to playing it, I just cannot mm-hmm. get into the voice cast at all. The English oh, voice it, cast. All the the like the like really bad like southern accents are like I don't know. There's like the New York guy in the that one 45 minute demo. He's like, "Hey, knock this. You go get the egg." I'm like, "Oh, please stop. Oh god, please stop." Oh shit! <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. For oh, Canadian, that's you, a good New York accent. Uh, you kind of, you kind of make me want to play like the English VAs of that, like for all the wrong reasons now. Hey, knock this. Does, go over there to the cat. Does, does 15 have dual audio? Yes. Okay. All right. I mean. I'm I'm sure if I played enough of that game, I'll probably get, get used to their voices and and be okay with yeah. it. I just think that, like from what I've seen, it's only been in like small trailers because I don't usually watch a lot of stuff when it comes to mm-hmm. games that I'm looking forward to playing. Um, it's it's been kind of it's been a really big miss for me, but we'll see. Um, the voices are it won't kill it for me if the story is good. Yeah, yeah. I should say that. Uh... That delay sure helped that game because it performed that new forty-five minute demo that I think it was Polygon showed. Like it looks way better. Yeah, it, it looks a lot impressed. better. I wonder though if like the demos they were showing before were just so old um, that it was case that was the case. And then they actually put them out like PS4 Pro footage. Um, it's, now it's ten times better than it was before. But yeah, it looks a lot smoother. It seems to um, like they've also been adding content as well. And so see how it goes it's kinda, it's a very unique thing and i'm i'm I, I'm curious about it for sure i kind of wish that like the more they show off ff15 gameplay like the more i wish it's like it did games all around it they have like build numbers with <laughs> as they're like showing gaming because it's hard to tell like which is like the most latest build but how old is this build it's, and, like, it's tough when you like think about like okay so far we've seen maybe most like two hours of footage total like from from the gameplay itself that game is supposed to be like maybe or it might be you know 40 50 hours long and so it could be an incredible game that like ramps up to an amazing finale you know that's 
I'm I'm hopeful that something like that happens. It's just it's it's tough to be optimistic about a game that's been in development for so long when World of Final Fantasy have been has only been around for like a little bit, and so you can appreciate mm-hmm. what it's trying to accomplish. Because um, even if World of Final Fantasy doesn't have a great story, like the the mechanics and the concept and just the look of it is enough for me. So it, it's, like, it's totally different it like l- achievements here. Yeah, yeah. Like, World of Final Fantasy is supposed to be pretty long too. Like I think they said it's supposed to be forty to sixty hours for yeah, just the main quest. I remember. Reading but the, I, I think. I like that another that other demo that came out for that yesterday. That like, God, that game looks so good. Like that's save for maybe uh, Last Guardian, my most anticipated game this fall is World of Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, I, it's, it's sure. up there for me. Like that Last Guardian. Like I said, I I don't want to bash on Final Fantasy 15 because I'm still very yeah. much looking forward to it. As, as yeah, a Final Fantasy sure. fan, I I'm one of those ones that actually kind of liked 13. So I I can say that I'm I'm interested in seeing where 15 goes. So we'll see how that happens. Um, but we'll be talking about 15 a lot more. World of Final Fantasy. By the time this next podcast happens, it'll be like days before that game's out. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be like. Um, hopefully, we'll have some coverage of it ourselves, but we'll see. Now, let's move on to some other important video game news. Uh, we've got details on new Duncan Ropa V3, which is out in January in Japan. They still have not said anything about an Eng- uh, American or European release date, other than obviously it's going to be localized one of these days. Um, but the details that came out since we last did our podcast is pretty immense in that um, it was weird because like at TGS, it seemed pretty clear that they weren't trying to leak or release any details about what the talents were for the cast. But they went ahead and just did it in Famitsu anyway, so I don't know. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just contracts, right? Because Famitsu is supposed to have like, coverage first because they signed off the deal. Like, hey, we're the ones to like, kind of break the news. Absolutely. And and so we'll get right into the news about that. I'm not going to like list out all the skills that were in there, but they've got some pretty interesting ones. So they've got like the... Um, the ultimate, they have a cosplayer. Like, yeah, yeah, ultimate cosplayer. I think is the most interesting one because you can easily see like how that might play into a crime. Uh, in that, like this person could dress up as another character, and that other character might get killed because they it's the wrong one person. It, it's 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 like the way that they're doing this is pretty awesome. And then they've got like the ultimate astronaut, which you know whatever that seems <laughs> weird how this can happen. Ultimate nursery teacher, which some people might say like they they that ultimate nursery teacher might be more like a spiritual person. Who knows? Uh, just the way they're dressed and whatnot uh ultimate tennis player the tiny little guy that looks nothing like a tennis player um and then also they've got the ultimate robot uh hell yeah that sounds awesome yeah kibo the person that people for the longest time thought was the main character is just straight up i am the ultimate robot which is kind of like in danganronpa 2 the ultimate princess (laughs) it makes no (laughs) sense because like how can you be the ultimate this when it just means you know whatever um He's, is he like uh, someone who has like a bunch of different like abilities? Or a robot? Or, I mean, like a mech, um, rather. I'm just very interested to see how that'll go. Um, <laughs> an ultimate robot. How do you kill the ultimate robot? We'll see. You can't. <laughs> you can't. That's it. And that's uh, it's the kind of thing where it's I just like, spoiled Dog and Robba V3. There you, you go. go. You can't. So he, he'll be the last person standing for sure, or the bad guy. We'll see. Um, You'll just have the MGR. I mean, the Metal Gear Rising. Yeah. Uh, OST play. We already know who the who the bad guy is going to be, so it's it's and they've also got another ultimate detective which they kind of had before. So it's it's weird how they're kind of going back to this stuff, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm I'm very curious um how what, what will happen, and especially cuz it's supposed to be a whole new thing. It's it's got no ties to the original like the uh Hope Speak Academy which recently wrapped up its finale. So 
I'm 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 very curious to see how this will go. And aside from that, and announcing like a, a new limited edition for Japan, um, they also and if people who don't know, like the Ultimate Edition has things like it's got like a special box, it's got like a, its own OVA, which. Uh, I'm reading from Gamatsu from some of this stuff, and they just straight up spoiled a, an important piece of Danganronpa, and I don't know why they did that, but there's an OVA that uh, continues after Danganronpa 3 ends. Um, they have also, it comes with like a Monokuma strap. Uh, it's got like an investigation book, which is just kind of like a reference book for people to go through. Uh, a calendar, a, C, a, a like a soundtrack, and cast, com- cast comment CD, which I think is like a drama CD or something, or just commentary. And then a special theme. So they've got that for Japan, and I'm hopeful that we'll get that as well, just because it looks like it's a really nice package. Um, Kyle, that's a nice package. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, aside from that, they uh, shared some other news um, that are uh, like, for example, Cyber Danganronpa VR class time uh, class. Uh, excuse me, just <laughs> class trial, which is that VR game that they were showing at TGS like a year ago, um, is going to be released for the PlayStation VR next week, as of this recording on October thirteenth, and it'll be a free download for PlayStation Plus members in Japan, and so people in you know here could just straight up find a way to get a subscription to PlayStation Plus in Japan. It's pretty easy. You just need to get credit and then just sign up like a free subscription, like a 30-day subscription or something. Um, and just grab it and try it out for yourself if you plan on getting a headset. So mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome. But uh, of course, eventually they'll release it for a price and hopefully they'll release it over here. But from what we can tell, it it takes place in one of the early missions in Danganronpa 1, like the third or fourth trial I think it's supposed to be. So clearly it's not a game you want to play if you haven't played the first game at all. It's it's definitely something that it, that takes after the story itself. And then other than that, they also announced that Danganronpa 1 and 2 is going to be bundled together and ported to the PlayStation 4. Now, we were talking and we were pretty confident that this is just going to be the PC version of those games, but added together. The cool thing about this is that, um, or it's going to be out early 2017, but the cool thing about that is that it's going to be sold for just $40. And when you go to Steam, it's about $50 on Steam. So if you get Mm -hmm. it for $40 and then maybe have Prime and you knock off 20%, or you know Best Buy if you have the Game Club membership, um, that takes off 20%. That's $32, and that's probably the cheapest way you're going to get Danganronpa 1 and 2 together outside of like a very crazy Steam sale or whatever, yeah. or a Humble Store sale. So, Isn't there like some sort of like new limited edition up on the Nis America store as well for yeah, this? Yeah, it's, it's exclusive Excuse me, exclusive to Nis America, so not Amazon or anything like that. So it's got you know the game itself, uh, but also... A uh, 40-page art book to the soundtrack with uh, 27 total tracks. Uh, considering how long how big those soundtracks are, it's just selective ones, but that's a mm-hmm. pretty good thing. It's also got Monokuma sunglasses, which I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember when Monokuma had sunglasses, but uh, you know that's what I they think. Are. I think that I think the the collector's edition for two actually had that as well. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. I did, I did not had get that. something like that. Okay, and then it was. Uh, uh, there's a Monokuma uh, coin, and then uh, there was uh, a sticker that says, Sorry, I was born stupid. Nice. <laughs> All this is in a, it's in a collector's box, and so it's pretty cool. I think I would just buy it just so I could have it, um, just because it's, it's, like I said, it's cheaper than buying those games separately, and it's the perfect way to play those games. You have to play both of them. That's, that's kind of the rule that you have to deal with. You need to play both those games to appreciate it. Don't start on two. Uh, and don't just stop at one. You need to play both of them. I think they're both yeah, great games. Yeah, it's a, I wouldn't, 
you really it's a direct sequel to the first one there's no reason yeah. for you to start with two absolutely kyle you know because you played it as well josh you've not played it that was that was the one of the only the only one of two games that i gave a 10 was danganronpa 2 we yeah we gave both danganronpa a 10 out of 10 that's that's how and you did too of course for your own site when, when you were unreliant horror Avalon horror when you uh, when you with them um and we've only got maybe like four or five games total that we've ever given a 10 out of 10 for i think the other ones are like persona 4 golden and mass effect 2 uh, from what I can remember, uh, and clearly all games that deserve a ten out of ten, so I'm pretty happy about that. That we're strict about that, but for what it's worth, I think those games are incredible, uh, near mm-hmm. near perfect experiences, especially for people that want, um, you know, uh, a dramatic visual novel. But also, it's got enough interactivity that it's just fun to play uh, and mm-hmm. very emotionally attached to it. And that's what you know, Dragon Rope V3. It's hard to look at those characters that line up of the cast and I think like. I can't. I can't choose favorites now because they're all, the ones I choose are probably gonna die. <laughs> so it's it's tough times. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. It seems like there's like definitely prime towards like yeah, they're kind of teasing you know Danganronpa V3 getting localized, and then you know getting that uh, Danganronpa fan base you know to get to uh, and even you know people who aren't into it just uh, encouraging them that like hey. That this new game is coming to the PS4. We're gonna, you know, port these past games over to the PS4. Wink, wink. Yeah. On the same month that that uh, game comes out in Japan. So you know, maybe <laughs> we might we might be thinking of doing something in the future with this new game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing also is that Nice America made it pretty clear that at, at Enemy Expo that they would have news to share about new Dragon Ball V3 soon enough. And I'm sure they just had to wait till this was announced or at least enough news was out because. People were always talking about, like, you know, new Duncan Rumpy V3 is going to be out on PS4. They need to put the other games on there, too, just so we can get into it. Um, and that's the same as the argument you can make for, like, the Kingdom Hearts games and whatnot. So I'm woeful that they'll do that uh, soon enough here. Um, like, I, I, honestly, I would love to have Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5 on PS4 soon enough, but we'll see. And, and the Valkyrie Chronicles games, but we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I, that's that's kind of the big news coming out of the Duncan Rumpy series. And that. Just like with Persona and Final Fantasy, I think it feels like Danganronpa is really coming on its own as a very popular uh, property for the company. And it, it kind of seems like it's taking over Disgaea in a way for Nice America as a popular series. Because mm-hmm. um, Disgaea 5 came out like maybe, it came out like a year ago, but I think it was just like a, few, a few days ago it celebrated its one year anniversary in, 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 in the West. So I. I want to know what they're going to do with Disgaea 6 since a lot of the staff left Nice America uh, during the development of Disgaea 5. So we'll see how that goes. But Danganronpa seems like it's gone up and up, and it deserves it. I think the it's an amazing series that deserves all the love and adoration it gets. <laughs> and I need, to, I need to watch the series <laughs> before I get spoiled even more about it. Um, and then other, in other news about remasters, they also kind of did a surprise announcement that princess maker 2 uh, arguably the best entry in that whole series um had they, they announced that it's it got a remaster and it was recently released on steam um which is nuts <laughs> that yeah that's fucking insane it's not just that it was announced it's that all the screens and, and the trailer they put out was in english like immediately announced that it's going to be on, i mean the fact this could be on steam kind of made it pretty clear that it's going to be released in english just because they don't really do that in Japan for these types of games. It's it's something that mm-hmm. they intend to release it. I mean, if you go there now on Steam, you could find like 
Romance of the Three Kingdoms and uh, these other Koei Tecmo games that are only released in Chinese on, on an American Steam page. But um, Princess Maker 2 Refine uh, was released and it did uh, it pretty much um, redid it with all new graphics, but they also added a Japanese voice track, which was not in the original. And so uh, we're talking about a PC-98 game. So we're talking about a game that came out like, what, 25 years ago or something. It's a really old game that you don't really see a lot of PC-98 games come out. Um, And like I said, Princess Maker 2 in the whole series never was released in the West at any point. And people who don't know what that game is, it's kind of like Tokimeki Memorial in that it's uh, it's like a sim game, a simulation game, um, where you're basically... um, you play the father of a girl, um, and you have a like I forget it. You have year, uh, a number of years. I think it's like eight years uh, to raise your daughter from the age of uh, ten uh, to eighteen. Yeah, so that that's actually yeah, so eight years, and you all. It's the choices that you make uh, will form what type of girl that she becomes. Whether she's uh, you know the rambunctious type that's very difficult to deal with, or the very sweet innocent one. And there's even like RPG mechanics as well. So you actually go out and fight other enemies and start to you know build up her stats and make her more powerful and just you know have that ability as well. So it's a very dynamic game in that sense. It's not straight up you know visual novel dating sim type of experience. It's 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 got a lot of stuff to no, it. It's, it's a it's a really really neat game because like it's one of those games that like you there's so many different branches and outcomes to it that like. It really is reflective of the decisions that you put into it. You decide on, like what what stats you want to do there, uh, like what, do you want to be combat focused, uh, diplomacy focused, uh, or just like have a simple life, like like say you want to just her to be a baker or or whatnot. There's like there's all these different outcomes for it, and it's all reflective of how you uh, raise this child. Yeah, essentially, and it's adorable it's, it's too. Like, yeah, because it's got like mm-hmm. these little like when you're training her, they've got like this little these little like cute sprites of her trying to like do everything like you know cook or hunt or uh, perform labor or like look after some kids. Um, and it's cheap, like it's it's twenty bucks on on Steam, which is crazy. Uh, and yeah. I think that I don't know if it's still on sale. Let me actually check here. Um, I don't think so. No, I, it was the, it was like for the first week. Yeah, but it came out just a few... Oh, yeah, it's not on sale anymore, but, you know, Steam's autumn sale is going to be up at the end of the month if, you know, history tells us anything. So, I mean, I would say 20 bucks is a perfect price for that game. If you are wanting for a sale, there's that, but... I think uh, the refined version is, like, it came out 2004, I believe, in Japan. Ah, That's crazy. There was a refined version? There was a refined version in Japan, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Refined is not a new version, it's just, uh, it's... It's not how you said it's a, it's like a remake of the original because the original came out in '93, I believe, and then the, and then the, there's actually a uh, a PC version in Japan that was the refined version in oh. 2004. Oh well, well it's still great. Yeah, it's I mean that's that's I didn't know that. So, but it's great that they actually released it on in English. And they they've made it clear the the company that. Uh, brought this to steam is like they uh they intend to bring the, all the other princess maker games to steam as well yeah they did they made it pretty clear about that no so like i'm i'm the, excited yeah the announcement earlier this year with the romancing saga too and now this it's 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 a great year when it comes to like these uh uh unlocalized games uh 
being brought to the West in some form or another. And even like there was that recent news that Police Knots, the Saturn version, got an English fan translation that just wrapped up, and that's been a development oh, nice. for years and years. Yeah, and that's the best version of that game. And so I played the PlayStation One fan translation version. That was awesome. It's like Lethal Weapon in space. It's really bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's the best way to play it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. I mean, the characters look straight up like the mm-hmm. straight like the, they are from Lethal Weapon as well. But um, you know, Mel Gibson and, and Samuel L. Jackson, but just slightly different so it's it was pretty cool um but i would highly recommend checking out princess maker 2 refine it's someone who's someone who posted the birthday for those games quite a bit i checked out a lot about it played some of it and i i fell in love so uh if you like those types of games like the the sim games uh or dating or excuse me life sim games i think you'll like it um and yeah, just you know, let's let's continue on through the news here. Uh, there's a couple of quick things that we wanted to mention before we get to some of the other stuff. Um, Lost Odyssey uh, was recently added to the Xbox One backwards compatibility, and uh, our boss Alex actually played some of that on our Twitch page, on our Twitch channel, streamed some of it for you guys to check out, and it looks like it did a, it improved it quite a bit uh, when it came to like mm-hmm. visually and, and performance wise. Kyle, you you were talking about that. Uh, I actually never played Lost Odyssey. It was one of those games that I always wanted to. Uh, I wanted to, yeah. but um, but you know, I didn't have the means to. But yeah, um, a Digital Foundry. I think no, it wasn't Digital Foundry. Someone did a comparison, direct comparison of the two versions, and this one is quite a bit better. Um, the frame rate issues in the beginning of the game are gone completely. Um, better, much better frame pacing, and yeah, they they the. Microsoft's uh, backwards compatibility initiative is c- continuing to impress. They're doing a very good job. Like, yeah, absolutely. And the, the fact that you know a lot of people didn't get a chance to play on the Xbox 360 um, and don't own one, um, it's amazing what it's been able to do for that. And one can hope that Sony has been considering implementing something like that pretty soon. And you know, even Phil Spencer was talking about that the uh, um, the ability to put it on the PC is is uh, there's there's they do have uh there's there's a chance that it could come to pc and so that's a great way mm-hmm. i think that it's going to be a great way we were talking about like, well, preservation and whatnot it's yeah I love that i would love well, that well what, what, how microsoft does backwards compatibility on the xbox one is they use virtual machines which are what they do for a lot of enterprise stuff now like people use thin clients what a thin client is it's not even a desktop it's just like a little tiny thing that they remote into virtually or like uh through the uh, a network, and that's and uh, you run a desktop like it's part of what I do for a living, and um, and uh, th- this is a really good idea for because um, like basically what what the Xbox One is doing when it runs backwards compatibility is it's simulating uh, the Xbox 360's like OS and it's tricking it basically into thinking that it's a real Xbox 360. But it also gets the the benefit of the the better hardware. Like for example, um, mo- almost every game that they've released for it has run a lot better, yeah. which is something I think a lot of people weren't expecting to uh, to happen. Um, but for for example, like the one exception was Halo Reach for whatever reason had a bunch of issues when it came out on an uh, Xbox uh, uh, Xbox backwards compatibility. But actually, just today or yesterday. 
they released a new patch for that, and now it runs better than it ever did, even on the original 360. Awesome. Um, that seems to so be like, like the pattern. Yeah, it runs better than it did originally. That's that's amazing. Yeah, like the like the, the best way to play Red Dead Redemption, like one of the best games I ever played, is to play the Xbox uh, One backwards compatibility version. And and if they bring that to PC, like, because I was kind of thinking, like, now that every single Microsoft game is on both, uh, is on PC and Xbox, I was kind of like, I really have no reason to to buy a, an xbox but well, like like this backwards that was the e3 the a lot of people compati- said that yeah yeah that's the backwards weird. compatibility the backwards <laughs> compatibility thing um just for me just because i prefer to play games on my computer just in general just to clarify yeah. um but uh but the backwards compatibility thing is tempting because i'm like i always wanted to play lost odyssey and like i know that like, the reason why Red Dead Redemption never got ported to, like, PC, like, because Rockstar knows everyone wants that game on PC, but they, the, the code for it is apparently abysmal. Like, it's apparently just horrid. Yeah. Um, I'm looking over and it. So, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. And apparently, like, that's the reason it never got ported. It's just because it was a technical nightmare. And, like, if you ever played that game, it had, like, the most crazy bugs ever. Like, open world games always do. But, like, Red Dead Redemption had a bug where, like, and human NPCs would turn half into horses <laughs> and like you could ride them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was so like like and like the team that made that game is gone. Um but uh yeah, so but now that like this backwards compatibility thing keeps going, like it almost makes me want to pick up an Xbox again because I would love to play Lost Odyssey. I would love to play the Halo games uh, or like Halo Reach and um yeah, so I mean, uh, you could play Halo Reach on the P- on Xbox One, right? Oh, you can. I mean, I. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I, was I, would say lo- I would like. No, I would love to. Like, I period, like, yeah. like, but, but, but before I didn't like at E3 when they announced, like, oh yeah, every single game is gonna come to PC. I'm like, well, I have no reason to ever get an Xbox now. Pretty but bad. now, uh, but, but now with the backwards compatibility thing is what I'm saying is it makes it tempting again. That's yeah. just weird to to think about. It's like I want to get this next gen console because <laughs> it has backwards compatibility, but better backwards. It's not like it's like buying a PS4 so you can play. I mean, like buying a PS3 to play a PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games. Like, what's the point in that? But then you look at like Xbox One backwards compatibility. That's actually making an effective, um, you know, making effective changes to the way the game played before. I think that's a good argument you can make where yeah, that could sure. really work, especially if they keep growing the list like they do. It's not like in Sony's case, it's been a lot of like first party games. In Microsoft's case, they've been doing more than just first party. It's like, you know, those Call of Duty games, for example. And then they've got like all these other titles that all they need is just someone like the publisher to sign off on it and they become backwards compatible. And so, and they're doing it at a quicker rate than Sony is. And that kind of, Definitely. yeah. I mean, obviously, well, it's Sony, a whole lot Sony's... more work to do it on the PS4 when you add like trophies and things like that. And there is upresing going on and whatnot with the emulation. But, it's it's kind of hard not to be like kind of disappointed at the rate those games are coming out. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like aren't a long time ago. About, aren't you talking about PS Now though? Isn't no. Or no, I'm talking about oh. PS2 for PS4 classics. Oh, those okay. Like okay, okay. that's why I meant trophies. Uh, PS PS Now does not have PlayStation 2 games. Only PlayStation 3. Um, but like, for example, like those those classics. Like I think for like the longest time, Legend of the Gaia has been rumored to be on the PS4, uh, coming to PS4. Like there was a ratings leak a long time ago nothing's happened since then uh so uh, it's like what is like the games that you want to play it's just taking forever <laughs> and so i'm kind of hard it's hard not to be kind of down in the dumps about that stuff when it's like uh, well i could be playing lost odyssey on the xbox one why am i waiting forever to play this game I it's mean, just one of those uh issues that like as you know gaming uh ages uh it just it comes 
the 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 thought of like pre- preserving games from like years ago like i i don't want to like get out a ps2 or ps1 just to play these games especially like you know yeah. uh, especially when those that that sort of hardware like kind of breaks down mm-hmm. just in the passage of time yeah it it becomes a very complicated issue and and it's one of those that like outlying issues like it wasn't you couldn't really conceive of it way back when because you don't think about how am i going to play this game 10 to 20 years from now when you you know, at least way back when you don't think about like you know licenses, copyrights, contracts, and whatnot. Yeah, and I do it's really just... appreciate games like you know Rogue Galaxy and Dark Cloud and all these other games that were added to the service, as it were. But like, if it means that it's going to take forever just so that they can add trophies and stuff like that, I'd rather not have yeah. trophies at all. And just to, I agree. You know, if it's just a bump in the visuals or something, that's good enough for me because I I I just don't like you were talking. I do not want to have to bust out my PS3 or PS2 or PS1 just to play those games. Like, I want to just be able to look at the games that are on my shelf and say, all right, I can keep those out because, you know, I'll be able to play them someday. Unlike like what we can do on Xbox One because, like, it can take a physical disc and also the digital version. Like, Lost Odyssey did not get a, a digital version because it's just too damn big, too many discs. Uh, so, and, this, and I like how they bypass that in this one because you don't have to switch out this. You just need to put on the, the first, first one, disc and, yeah. and then yeah, you'll install yeah. the whole game right there. You just need to have the disc on there to actually verify that, yes, you can play it. Yeah, and there was like these rumors going on a while back too where it's like Sony would have hardware-based uh, backwards compatibility so you pop on the disc and be able to run it on the PlayStation 4. <laughs> I wish that rumor was real so bad. Yeah, there was really strong yeah. rumors about that, but apparently that never happened. So I don't know. PlayStation now is like Sony's quote-unquote solution to the thing and that was announced before xbox one yeah that was announced before xbox one announced their backwards compatibility service and so yeah playstation now it's cool that it's on these other services like pc and whatnot but it's all ps3 games and you know i i there's there weren't many there weren't many ps3 games i care about you need to subscribe now as well to like even use it and and for me i have a data cap i can't use that shit yeah that's the thing too it's pure streaming and i just yeah i can't do that deal with that either and like I said, there's just not many PS2 games I cared about. Like, uh, the PS3 was out for so long that I got my fill. The PS2 was out when I was at such an age where I couldn't afford to buy a lot of the games I wanted to play. Uh, unlike when I was PS3 and I had a job to, pay, to buy them. So, like, I want to play, like, I've got, like, these dot .hack games I've been dying to play, but I just want to play them on a PlayStation 4. Like, I don't want to go back to the PS2. Like, that thing's been sitting in my in the box in the corner, and I just don't want to dig it out just to play those games. It's right. such a bummer. Well, Let's 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 move on from like that stuff uh, and discuss some other important news that were coming out here. Now, this is uh, there was some real controversy going around not long ago about uh, Sony getting a fight with Bethesda when it came to mods on their service. Um, there weren't really any real like descriptions about what the case was. I think what Bethesda was saying is that um, Sony would not allow certain types of mods uh, on their on their on on their console and like there was like the the mods that you cared about like the total conversions like these bigger mods that did some real uh important things to the game itself like sony was not allowing it as opposed to microsoft where it's like i think their cap was like five gigs or whatever it was like you can have a five gigabyte mod and they'll be okay with that sony was like you know maybe a gig i think it was like something like that um happy announced though that's uh or or, or share with that that Bethesda did announce that mods will be coming to Elder Scrolls Five, Skyrim, and Fallout Four, and the only issue is that it does not allow external assets. But 
Uh, most mods don't use external assets. They just use what was in the game itself. Just, you know, better. Like, you know, high-res de- uh, textures and all that stuff. That was all assets that were in the game. They just did a better job with it. Uh, they just took it, replaced it, put it back in the game. Um, or, you know, just really played with that. The only thing you don't get is, like, when I did the marathon for Skyrim uh, for our Extra Life marathon, I install put a lot of like final fantasy 7 and and other final fantasy characters in that game like i was zach fair from final fantasy 7 but with lightning as my uh, helper and then i had a chocobo as my mount so you totally can't do that on the playstation 4 which is a bummer um but they were able to share that news i don't know if you guys use a lot of mods when you play your games I, yeah i i did you used to be able to you know used to you know, be able to what I happened? used to be able to. What happened? Uh, <laughs> I got a new PC, and, that, and that, all that data's gone. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, it's just one of those things that it's... I, I get it, right? That you can't use external assets because, for whatever reasons, they're contracts. Legal? And I don't know. It, it, but Microsoft's totally open to that, so it, it could be. Like, I get, there's a lot of people out there who... like that's that's their whole reason for like playing the game and this is like a big 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 bummer for them yeah you know i talked to a lot of people that like who are like super pissed at this news and i I totally understand it's just just one of those it's like it's i guess it's better than nothing it's it's uh at least you know sony doing that and microsoft's totally okay with that is it because microsoft has more like okay with like the pc community or something that just i don't know i don't know but it's the truth we'll never know the truth but it might be just it might be just like they're worried sony's worried about Maybe someone higher up at Sony is worried about getting sued because they're like, oh, someone's playing as Captain Picard in Skyrim. I don't know. I, I really, um, I also really wonder that like there, maybe Sony's just like, trying to like you know limit the the potential of maybe someone using it as like some sort of like backdoor exploit. Oh, it's true. So, yeah, remember yeah, when they patched could... the? Remember when they patched the PS3 to remove uh, the Linux? The, yeah, Linux. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember the actual. What was it? Yellow Dog was that the, what the PS3? Is? I forgot the uh, the model of that Linux that they supported. I think it was I, Yellow I, Dog, anyways. Yeah, because I, I remember I actually did install yeah, Linux just for the it back when. I totally did that as well, and you know a lot of creative people were upset about that. Like, you can't. The, yeah, the downside with the no external assets, you can't have Macho Man voice the dragons in Skyrim. That's that's it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you put your What's the point of playing Skyrim otherwise. Yeah. It's, but it's, I, I, but it's, it's, it's. I guess it's good for like you know just basic you know modding. Yeah, like, without I mean, as someone who loves using mods with external assets, like I don't know what exactly the benefits are with mods on these on these games. But they did say like um, Skyrim, the remastered version uh, will have mods, of course. But also uh, they did share off PS4 Pro images of Skyrim remastered too. So both that and Fallout 4 will be getting patches to be, work with PlayStation 4 Pro, and it looks uh, very damn good. Like, uh, like my eyes were melting just looking at the screens for Skyrim. Yeah, I have on, a on, on HDR. It's yeah. really, really amazing. Um, and for a game that's uh, coming up on its fifth anniversary, that's pretty impressive. Um, not that that's incredibly long time ago, but Skyrim, uh, if you try to play it now, it looks kind of like a little muddy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> just because that's how, what happens with open world games, like they have to make those you know sacrifices. When you play Witcher Three and then go into Skyrim, it's kind of like, oh, I don't know, night and day. So, right. Let's yeah. move away from uh, the Fallout Four and the Western RPG news and get back to the Japanese side of things because that's what <laughs> people come here for. Um, <laughs> Josh, let's show us about a little bit about Cyber Dimension Neptuni. 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 Okay. Uh, so the next 
Neptune title is Four Goddesses Online Cyber Dimension Neptune. Yeah, we knew about uh, that it's, too, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's developed by Tamsoft, not uh, Compile Heart Idea Factory themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, the the first bit of news that, that's been shared with us ever since its like initial reveal of like the character designs is that one, this time around, it's going to be running on Unreal Engine 4. And this is particularly interesting, not only because it's like a Western uh, you know, engine, but also because this is a strong indication that this is not on the Vita. There's gonna be a, a PS4 title because the Unreal Engine 4 and Vita they don't play they don't play so well together. Does uh, it even work on the Vita? I, I don't know if it actually works on I, the Vita. I think they made it pretty <laughs> clear thing. that it won't be coming, and like even Unreal Engine 4 wasn't coming to the Wii U because of that. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so definitely. So I don't know if this is Tamsoft's first title that's not on the Vita for Neptune. Yeah, it is. It is definitely not. Okay. It's definitely their first console game for the series. Okay. So and then they showed off. Uh, you know, there's some off-screen screenshots uh, that were that was taken at the Unreal uh, Fest, uh, showing off like you know some of the, some of this game. And you know, it's just uh, not nothing too impressive. Uh, it just shows oh, off. I thought it looked great. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I, me. I, it's, it's, it's someone it's who's off, used to playing screen. that games. It, it's off-screen screenshots. I mean, I want to see direct feed screenshots. Yeah, so. but like it, like the environments, like like a million times better than what it was before. I mean, I'm thinking we're like talking about like the comparison. We're not talking about like compared to other modern games. We're talking about what the Neptunia series is known for. <laughs> like they're really like bad, flat, like reuse, recycled yeah, I mean, assets. <laughs> this is like the biggest step the series has ever made, and so I'm pretty happy. Graphically, about that. yeah, for yeah, sure. That's what I mean. So I, I, I'm, I'm more interested to seeing it in motion because Unreal Engine Four, like as nice as as, as it looks like it i'm more interested in like how this thing runs because they're they're, they're saying that it's gonna be a more action-oriented rpg more so than uh, ever uh, like the other games uh before well, it mega dimension ran pretty smoothly uh for what it was uh but that's so. it is tamsoft tamsoft is a little bit uh, is kind of gets me worried what's wrong with tamsoft I, I usually have good experience with tamsoft i don't i don't, I don't like the, the the way their their games animate for neptunia honestly yeah, I guess you know. Mega Tech mention was kind of weird, so I don't know. So but that's why that's why I'm interested in like this running on Unreal Engine four and seeing how this would actually, uh, you know, run. Yeah. And whatnot, but uh, they also opened a teaser site for this game that has uh, you know, Vert on in her room, uh, like a dark room uh, with uh, her screens on. So there's definitely leaning, there's definitely leaning more into the notion that yes, uh, this game is definitely. Maybe not entirely vert centric, but she it's, definitely has the spotlight. I'm pretty sure I Idea Factory already made it clear it's not vert's game, but it's still no, nice I, to see her. I, I mean, it's it's hard to say, right? Like, no, I mean, I st- straight up told me that, so that's why it's. But the, the, have you tasted the Japanese developers? I mean, IFI told us that, but I I don't know. We don't know until this game hits. I I've, well, I, I, don't I don't know, know why they would lie to me, but okay. <laughs> I, I I don't know if they know. That's the thing. Do they? I don't know. Yes. Anyway, that's that's. I would I would I would imagine they would because they're helping along the way. But yeah, I don't know. It's I I, I it's, totally it's do want to see direct feed. Yeah, I totally like want to see. But they would announce it as a concept that it's it's Vert's game, just like they did with Blonde. Like a long time before Blonde, like Mega Tech mentioned came out, it was pretty clear it was Blonde's game. Why would they? Why would they say like wait to the last moment to say? Oh, by the way, it's Vert's game. Bye. I don't, I don't know if I don't know if Mega Tech mentioned is really Blonde. She's like kind of like she's it she's is. like I said she's she's the spotlight. For sure, that's but the I, point. Say, I, She's I, would, the I would hesitate if it's her game. Like, why do they have to have Neptune in the title then? Because it's fucking Neptune. She's always like Shh. the second protagonist. 
That's <laughs> like any game. She any game that's like even Noir is the lead character. She always can think so. She's oh, Hyper Devotion Noir got Goddess Blackheart. The Neptune was never in that title, even in the uh, Japanese version. Oh, if you're just talking about the name, but in the game itself, it was pretty clear. I mean, she t- Bomb took over as the president of the of the, uh, of the it, drama it, club. It's like, so. it's like Noir is like known enough, relatively speaking, compared to like a Blanc and and Berg. I mean, because she's just popular enough. That's like. That's how it is. All right, if you want to go down that road, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying that, like, I'm saying that, like, maybe Vert might have the spotlight. I don't know. That's going to be thing. Vert and Neptune if you're going to go by that logic. Because you just you just said Noir is more popular than Vert or Blonde or it's those characters, they, yeah, so she's not going to be by herself. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, how teaser site is up. There's the, it's getting updated. You know, every few days. Uh, there's no real concrete info yet yeah. on this game. No, but, not you at know. All. Next few months, we'll see. Great. That's it. All right. <laughs> well, that's not it because you have another game here that you wanted to oh, talk right. about. So <laughs> Bandai Namco decided to make a new Sword Art Online game, but then they mash up um, another series with it. So what's what's up? So, with yeah, this? at the the Genki Bunko had a, a fall festival a couple of weeks. I think it was just last week, I believe. I'm trying to remember, but uh, they announced uh, that. Uh, there's going to be a new Sword Art Online game. But the, the main twist of this, it's going to be um, a crossover with a, another one of uh, Kawahara's uh, IPs, Excel World. And I love Excel World. It's called World, Excel World versus Sword Art Online Millennium Twilight coming to the PlayStation 4 and Vita. That a uh, neat little uh, CG trailer up that uh, shows Kuro Yukihime and Kirito, you know, uh, flying by with each other. Um, and it's definitely made from the same people as uh, uh, Hollow Realization. The graphics engine looks exactly like that in that cutscene. Uh, no, like other from action RPG, uh, they haven't shown any footage. Uh, from that, my only hope is that one of the characters in Excel World, Skyraker, is playable because she's fucking awesome. She's on a wheelchair and she has a fucking jetpack. But I, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm psyched for this game. It might actually get me to buy a Sword Art Online game again. I was going to say, like, you streamed some of it for us. <laughs> so... That's like, again. I said again. <laughs> again, yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually interested in Hollow, Real- uh, Hollow Realization is the new one, I think it's. Uh... There's so many games that I have to, like, wait a few months and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's too many Sword Online games, but, man, it just means that they're I'm, going I'm, further I'm... and further away. It's like, Excel World still has a future outside of, you know, that... Uh, I didn't. I did not like the second part feel. of Excel World. Though the, the second half of that series was really bizarre with that stupid boy that came about. That was just a gets, huge bully. He gets a great payoff for that guy. I, it does. He does, but at the same time, it just is such the build, the build up to it is super extreme. uncomfortable. Yeah, it just it felt so weird. Um, and even what's his name? Hiroyuki is that the main character's name? Uh yeah 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 it's like he's the only fat boy in the entire anime so it's hard to like kind of relate to him yeah he's like you're supposed to feel sorry for him it's like well was he born like with this weird disease that he's like this weird like around it's weird what they did the anime design for him because he's because he's a little bit taller and looks a little bit more grown up in the light novel it seems like a weird anomaly because no one else in that show looks like him at all like nowhere close they're all like tall stylish looking characters and he's just like this little fat sometimes you just see Made character, all right, for no reason. <laughs> someone who uh, I was looking for someone to relate to, and it's really tough. Um, but yeah, that's Word versus Sword Online Millennium Twilight. Like it, it was just announced, so not many news, not much in news with that. 
Um, but let's move on to some of the more media updates that we've also got. Nuts of Azure 2. You're going to cover the rest of this for me because I don't know anything about either of these games. How about you just keep talking? I'll just sit over here. All right. Nights of Azure Tour uh, 2. Um, they at least uh, a little bit more tidbits uh, of it. Uh, obviously, the, uh, when the game is revealed, they announced that the Lilies, uh, which are basically the, the maidens that you escort uh, around the game to, to be sacrificed, they can be uh, with you uh, in mid-battle now. And uh, they serve different purposes. One of them, like, uh, has your back. It has a huge ass sword, kind of like a knight character. The other one is like more of a caster that uh, buffs you, and whatnot, kind of like moral support. Uh, the, the the neat thing about this uh, is they started delving more into the servans, and servans are kind of like your de- little demonic minions, critters that uh, help you uh, fight in battle. Uh, they all have different utilities, whether they're offensive, defensive. Or uh, provide like you know magic spells or buffs to uh, to you in combat. They started delving a little bit into that. They haven't gone full blown out on that, on detailing them yet. But the there's a little, little nice thing about um, their the way they util, utilize utilize them. Ugh, I hate that word. Uh, and um, you, there's like this bee kind of servant that they showed, and then that can transform into like a spear, and its stinger is like the like the tip of the spear. And I, I think that's a really interesting uh, like teaser into maybe what, what kind of uh, advancements they're going for. I, I really want more like mileage out of the Servants and how they're, how they're used and not just attacking alone. And I do like that you can actually use them as like weapons potentially in battle now. And I hope to see more of that. So that's just a little uh, update on Knights of Azure 2. Uh, that has been confirmed for localization next year. Yeah, uh, to uh, North America, Europe. Yeah, <laughs> curious awesome. to see. How it just <laughs> they added more lesbians. Is all I know about that game. That's, that's <laughs> all, pretty much. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the pretty. That's pretty much what they all they could do, I guess, at that point. But yeah, that's. that's yeah, why not? Division <laughs> two announced for 2017 for the West for the PlayStation 4 and the Vita. So um, hopeful for that game because you were already talking about in your review that you wanted to see a sequel. So hopefully this is the one that fixes yep. the problems. And then we've got Caligula, which, you know, it's been a while since we had our weekly yeah. updates on Caligula like we used to. Where's Adam? Where's Adam? Was Adam, that... give us our Caligula. Caligula. I, I keep having to remind myself that Caligula was announced for localization back during E3. And so... Yeah, that was like one of the, like, the last news bits that you remi- that you told me of at E3. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was like the, the final day of E3. So they yeah. have a new media update about that too. Yeah, they, they're adding uh, to the Japanese version, uh, they're adding a new game plus... Uh, to that game, and that uh, pretty much carries over seemingly everything from your uh, previous uh, playthrough of level, experience, skills, um, let's see, friendship levels, and DLC. It just seems like everything. Playtime. Uh, the, the neat thing about this is that I guess it provides some quality of life uh, improvements. You can warp between save points uh, now with this new update. I guess there's like a a feature where you can battle bosses again, I guess. I'm not sure if it's a boss rush, but like if you just want to go back and fight some of the bosses in the game, uh, you can go do that. And uh, the neat thing about this is uh, they're also going to have um, a new dungeon that seems to be new game plus only, uh, where you'll fight, quote-unquote, uh, a certain enemy, whatever the fuck that means. I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Miku. Re- I just straight to Miku. I don't know. <laughs> just because it looks like that. But, uh, I mean, it's it's... I think it's reasonable enough to to think that this update will also just be patched in with the the localized version of this uh, when it gets uh, released over here. 
and whatnot. That's what they usually do anyway, right? Yeah, they, they, they collect it all together and just release it. That's what they did for like Sword on Online, got that big update that came with the right. American version, the Western version, and then, yeah, just got it either, got that big update too. So, yeah, I would imagine that that'll be easy enough for them to do. If not, they'll just release it as a separate de- a patch or something, but we'll see. It, they, it, yeah, it's still out 2017, totally, so. Right? Yeah, there's no date yet. No, no date. They just announced yeah. for localization, so. And that's Atlas, I believe, for the localization? I think so. <laughs> Don't quote me on that. I'm pretty confident it's Atlas. Actually, I mean, it's it's Furryu's game, right? So... Yeah, it's, it's Furryu is developing. Okay, yeah, I, I just saw it right now. Atlas, yeah. Okay, Atlas. First conception and now Caligula. There you uh, go. Really bizarre <laughs> porno. Like uh, all I can think about is that old movie called Caligula as well. It's tough to think about that. Um, <laughs> let, let's get on to the rest of the news then, so we can wrap things up because we've been going for a bit here. Um, Tales of Berseria, uh had finally received its release date announcement. Oh man, it was long time coming. Yeah, it was never going to be good just because. Um, it was announced for early 2017, and no matter what, it was going to be crowded. But they chose the weirdest day of them all, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Tales of Berseria, out January 24th in America and the 27th in Europe. The 24th of January. Let's let's think about the games that are coming out on, the, oh. on January 24th. So you've got Berseria now. Gravity mm-hmm. Rush 2 was delayed to January 24th. You got Kino- Wait, was it twenty fourth or the, like the week before that? It's no, that you're thinking about a different game. Um, it was announced for January twenty fourth, and then we've got um, uh, Resident Evil Seven is the game coming out like a few days before. Um, okay, there's that. Kingdom Hearts HD two point eight Final Chapter Prologue is out on that day. On that day, and Yakuza Zero, like five games within a week span of each other. Big games. Like we're talking about games that Gravity Rush Two may have been delayed just so we wanted to avoid oh, Gra- Final Fantasy Fifteen. Gravity Rush Two is actually on the twentieth in America. Okay, whatever. Okay, so yeah, a few days before <laughs> then. So, um, the fact is, it's still within a week span. Yeah, the Gravity Rush Two may have been delayed to avoid Final Fantasy Fifteen, but it's put itself right into like the hornet's nest, <laughs> in my opinion. Like, who's deciding these days are perfect for it? Like, they well, needed mm-hmm. a. I mean, when you think about like the twentieth. It was originally announced for the beginning of December, at least in America, December 3rd or whatever. Yeah. Now, we're talking about, like, what, like, four, five, six, seven, that's seven weeks. Like, what a weird time to put out a game like that. And that's kind of what, what's been happening here is that that was announced for uh, those two dates, the 24th of January and the 27th in Europe. Um, but also, they did announce that there's, uh, or was, uh, Tales of Berseria Collector's Edition, which came with like the box, a steelbook version with the box, and that a, a special container, like they do with all their all of Tales games, tend to have like this big square box that you put the game in, uh, and they also put like a, a hardcover novel, a strategy guide, a starter strategy guide to be clear, uh, a couple figures, a keychain set, some trading cards, and a music selection uh, CD. Um, there was only ten thousand version, uh, excuse me, ten thousand units made, and they all sold out within a couple hours. <laughs> so, yep, it was like one hundred fifty bucks, I believe. One hundred fifty bucks. That's what it was. And it was funny because someone was asking, like, is it, is this going to be one of those like limited editions that I can pick up a few months mm-hmm. later for like half off? I'm like. Those ones don't tend to tell you exactly how many they're going to be making. <laughs> so, like, even Neptunia sold out pretty quickly when they announced those limited editions. So, Tales of Basaria, uh, one of the most anticipated JRPGs out there, of course, is going to sell out quickly, and it did. So, that's, that's, I guess, anyone who's still interested in that could pick it up later at a much higher price, thanks to, like, bullshit resellers. So, we'll see. Um, 
And then other than that, uh, we're moving on to more released news. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon is going to demo on October 18th, um, which, if I'm not mistaken, that's like, is that like three or three weeks or a month before the game's actually out? Mm. It's it's like it's I mean it's sometime like the middle of November I'm pretty sure yeah like, I, I don't sure know that should, yeah it's it's not enough time to get into that game um, Harvest Moon Sky Tree Village uh, which I, I I don't like think that I need to remind people about this because everyone anytime I post about Harvest Moon like the other series people always say you should tell people that that's not actually Harvest Moon that's that story <laughs> season like that's fucking happened a year oh. ago okay people should know by now what the difference is they're two different series so Harvest Moon not story of seasons not the original Harvest Moon the new like the the broken path Neo um, Harvest Moon Neo Harvest Moon Sky Tree Village is out on November 8th for the 3DS also, Fate Extella was delayed to early 2017. Uh, perfect time to delay a game. Um, and Shit, man. This, and they all, this is a fucking January-February release, I swear. Absolutely. So they I'm announced... Gonna... Uh, now, this is only for Japan. They announced special PS4 Slim and Vita models just for Japan. And they look kind of adorable. The Vita one does because they got, like, you know, Saber looking cute on the back of it. Um, <laughs> and also a Noble Phantasm edition. Josh, you were talking about how this is a weird name for the for the console, for the edition. Noble oh, Phantasm. yeah. I mean, just, just anytime you have, like, uh, Nasu verse, uh, Nasu's the, the writer for the, uh, you know, Fate series and whatnot. Um, just, I was, like, uh, I was reading up, like, you know, people's, you know, uh, impressions of it. And you're like, what the fuck is a Noble Phantasm? Noble Phantasm sounds dumb. Like, and I'm, like, thinking about it. Like, yeah, that actually sounds pretty dumb to, like, the, the average consumer. Because a Noble Phantasm makes perfect sense to people who are into, like, you know, that, that whole universe and series and whatnot. But when you actually think about it, it's like, yeah, Noble Phantasm does sound kind of. Yeah, it reminds hmm. me of, because it's a weird name. That's all we're kind of saying here. But it reminds me, um, Rice Digital had that Steins Gate L-Sai Kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, edition, which everyone's like, the fuck, just say collectors are limited. Why do you have to put a weird name on it? It's gonna. Be, it's, it's like when you try to like walk up to somebody at the store and like, can I have the um the noble phantasm edition? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Uh, we don't. It's gonna take a long time for what? me to look this up in the Sir, system. Sir, get can, out of the store right now. It's hard enough asking for like Senman Kagura. Can you ask me for the booby game? Uh, so there's that. There you go. Yes. Um, but, uh, this is uh, this noble phantasm edition has uh, an art book. Um, I forget how many pages it is. Okay. Uh, some cards and like a cloth poster, I believe. Like sixteen collectible cards, cloth, a cloth poster, and like oh, okay, hundred pages of high quality artwork. How much is it? It's uh seventy dollars uh, for not, the PlayStation Four. That's like and sixty dollars for the Vita version. I was gonna say that's like. Well, how much is the game normally? Is that like fifty? That, that, the, 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 yeah, the standard edition is uh, fifty on the PS4, or forty on the Vita. Yeah, because Vita is always gonna be forty bucks, so that makes sense. Okay, yeah, so that's up for pre-order now. Um, they also and, and pray it doesn't uh, release on a week where you have ten other games to buy. God, just like just thinking about it, because like February is ten times worse because you've got like. Well, you got like Near Automata, which still doesn't have an American release date, but it's sure to be around. Then you've got like. Um, Neo, we've got, uh, uh, what's that other? I'm thinking like Koei Tecmo is all in my head here, and I'm thinking about like what else they announced for February. Anyway, oh, let's, we won't yeah. talk about too much about that because that's people know there's a lot of games. That's all you need to know. Um, 
So we've also got Dragon Ball Fusions finally announced um, it's going to be out on December 13th in North America and February 2017 in Europe. Oh, I should mention... Another February game for you. Yeah, <laughs> but that's just for Europe. Uh, I should mention yeah. Harvest Moon Sky Tree Village is only out in America on November 8th. It's out this spring in Europe, so I'm just be clear about that. But Dragon Ball <laughs> I feel Fusions, really bad for Europe. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's it's it, They're used to that by now. Um, no, but I mean, just like the amount of games getting pushed back into like that territory as well. Well, they weren't... It wasn't delayed to that. It's just... It's straight up. That's when it's coming out for them um but yeah it's weird because like does is there anything else else coming out in december besides dragon ball i mean saga scarlet uh, grace is for japan but like nothing else i can think of. i mean it depends on when they decide to have a release date for steins gate zero right then i think there are people thinking it's november for that game so so know, it could compete with Call of Duty or something. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Everyone's they're competing gonna with each they're other. Gonna, they're going to cannibalize each other's sales. Come on now. God. It's just they thinking about it. like Christmas. People are going to get like a lot of gift cards for Christmas or a lot of like, pre-order receipts for Christmas. Because it's like the game you want is no longer coming out this year. Can you just have this pre-order receipt? Because I, I, I bought a few thinking it was going to be out, but it's not. Um, I guess like the closest thing you could put is maybe Final Fantasy XV at late November is touching through like could be cannibalizing December I don't want any more games like December. I need, I need to like time to like actually get through our game of the year stuff. Yeah, finally it's Root Letter, uh, Katakawa's uh, visual novel uh, and is out November 1st in America, October 20th in Europe. So another late October game to put on your plate. Uh, Root Letter, uh, seems like it's a pretty good game. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, they yeah, announced... it's a nice uh, style to it. Yeah, it's cool. it seems like a pretty cool time. I don't know. So that's about it for the news. Kind of rambled there at the end, but you know we're trying to get through all this news at once and kind of wrapped up all we need to talk about here. So let me just finish off by talking about where you guys can find us. Uh, first off, we are located at rpgsite.net. Uh, we're also um, on Twitter at rpgsite. You can also find us at youtube.com slash rpgsite.net. There you can find a bunch of cool, amazing uh, TGS videos that Liam Edwards did for us on our side he did a great job uh for a bunch of different games like monster hunter stories valkyria azure revolution um the new berserk game that's coming out he's got a video for that as well um and also final fantasy 15 so definitely check those out for um if you're interested in any of those games he did a great job with those um and yeah and then on the site itself i want to mention you can find reviews for dragon quest 7 for the 3ds psychopath mandatory happiness super dimension we already mentioned and world of warcraft legion uh, one of our few MMORPG reviews. You can find that up on the site too. Um, also, uh, facebook.com slash RPG site net. And then you all can subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite uh, podcast listening app. Um, just search for Tetracast or Zach Reese's Tetracast. I think it might be under. So you might have to check for that. And then we always like to mention to catch us on our Discord channel. And the easy way to get to that is tinyurl.com slash RPG site Discord. Easy enough. Uh, so that's it for this edition of the TetraCast. I want to thank, uh, once again, Josh Torres and Kyle Campbell for joining me on this edition. It's been a pleasure, guys. It was nice to uh, talk to you about all the games that you've been playing. Gosh. Sure. And there's still a lot more. God. Just thinking about The year is not over. Uh, I mean, by the time our next podcast happens, we'll have even more reviews up. Yobarari already mentioned. And then, yeah, Kyle, you've got your Dragon Quest Builders review that'll be up before the next podcast. Or maybe even before this is up. Who knows? Uh, Yeah. Uh, Thanks a lot, guys, for listening to the latest edition of the TetraCast. Catch you next time.